Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the Bitch, you got coronavirus. Would you go down, please? Yes. Thank you. Has the jury reached a verdict as to each count of the information? Yes, we have, Your Honor. One verdict and one verdict only? Yes. Would you hand all of the paperwork to the bailiff, please? The defendant will rise and face the jury and hearken to its verdicts. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rickhouse, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Okay, folks, your job is done. You were a wonderful jury to work with. He did it! Son of a bitch did it! Kyle Rittenhouse was able to kill Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber because those men were race traitors. Very fake. Go home, bitch. Go back to where you come from, okay? I agree with that. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Sorry, guys, for the late start. My fault. My computer did an automatic update that I was not privy to, and so I go up, turn on my computer, and it's like, it'll be ready in 48 minutes. This is like uh, 10 minutes before the show. Are we are we blaming Tim Apple? Tim <clears throat> Cook, I know. But Tim Apple is a better name. Tim Apple. Most, I don't but. know how this happened. I've never <laughs> had... I, I have automatic updates turned off, um, so I'm like, there's wires everywhere. I'm trying to set up my laptop. My internet not, is not going. So this is totally my fault. I'm really sorry that we're late. I was going to ask you to rank your levels of anxiety between five minutes pre-show and watching the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict come in, which was higher. I don't know. The Kyle Rittenhouse. Ver- well, actually, I, I didn't have high anxiety then because uh, somebody texted me about it after the fact. Uh, that relieved you? or you- well, No, I didn't see it in real time. Oh, you didn't watch it live. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't watch it live. Yeah, I just got well, a text from Brittany Pettibone, and I was like, "What? This this already happened?" So, oh, yeah. so you didn't have the sus- you didn't have the suspense, the tension, the moment. No. No, no. My wife and I were watching it live, and um, it was about as tense of a, a news story experience as I've ever had. Oh yeah. And uh, we had Court TV on, and she had her computer, and so she saw tweets coming in maybe 15, 30 seconds before the verdict was read, and I didn't have my phone. I didn't have a computer. I wanted to see it. I wanted to experience the moment. And she saw some of the tweets coming in and she started crying. And I took that as a, oh shit, this is going to be bad. But then I watched not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. I thought, oh man, I totally misinterpreted that cue. Well, 
It was happy tears, I guess. Um, and I had that that bottle of black pills ready to go, ready to just chug. Them. Oh, but yeah. I yeah. Put the cat back on. I was expecting on. the worst. We were on day four with the jury, right? Yeah. Put it put uh, put him back in the pantry for another day. So, of course, we will talk all things Rittenhouse acquittal and all the insane reactions to it, including the gushing eulogies for Jojo Rosenbaum. He has a nickname now. The um, the serial child rapist gone too soon. Jojo yeah. Rosenbaum. I sure miss him. What about you? <laughs> also on the schedule tonight, the QAnon shaman gets uh, an insanely harsh 41, 41 months, right? 41 month prison sentence mm, uh, rela- yeah. related to his January 6th antics, of course. And we'll catch up with some of the other trials that are going on right now as well. Also, more proof that uh, Merrick Garland lied when he said he wasn't sending the FBI after those terrorist parents at the uh, school board meetings. We have some new deaths data that show uh, we aren't doing a very good job of saving anyone's life with our current Corona strategies. Uh, And in a case of hoax hate, a multiracial family says uh, Waffle House employees threatened them with nooses. I sure believe it. It seems credible. That story has all the elements, doesn't it? (laughs) I figured you'd have some thoughts about it. And tonight's movie review is Demolition Man. Uh, so we will uh, we'll have some thoughts on Demolition Man before we get out of here. And of course, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. Low down money grabbers. We will get to as many as we can within two and a half hours time. Uh, it'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt Christensen Media. Dot com. The show store is up and running. Of course, we have uh, T-shirts, we have hats, we have mugs, we have it all. Plus, we have great offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is a big supporter of the show, and that's our friends over at Charity Swipes. If you own or manage a business, you got to speak to Charity Swipes. They're a credit card processor just like Square and PayPal, but with lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses, from retail to restaurants to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, they have a program to meet your needs. And not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing, but They're all about giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, they give 30% of their annual profit to charities like Make-A-Wish, the Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you're supporting nonprofits from across the country. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free card reader and a free setup as well and training. You can view all the details of this offer at charityswipes.com slash MC. Every sign up greatly supports our show. So if you own a business, do yourself uh, and us a favor and go check them out at charityswipes.com slash MC. You can find everything you need from Charity Swipes, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners. For listeners, a couple of quick items uh, in addition to the late start tonight. Sorry about uh, the lack of a call-in stream this past week. Yeah, I've been doing some damage to the brand this week. On Wednesday, <laughs> I had a horrible migraine and I was barfing all day and I just could not, could not make it happen. And then I got another one yesterday, so I hope this is not a continuing thing. We had a good, um, uh, We had a good family night on Wednesday night, so... Worked, it worked out well for us. And of course, um, next week we will not have a call and stream 
uh, either because of the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving holiday. So please do right. enjoy Thanksgiving with your families. The call-in show will return Wednesday, December 1st. And we will be right here uh, next Sunday night as usual, 9 Eastern. Although I guess I just assumed that. We didn't talk about it, but, you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll be here. <laughs> let's yeah. talk about this this truck of peace. I'm, I'm oh, just yeah. updating some of the breaking news, but it looks like 12 kids are seriously injured. This is bound to change. I've just read this two seconds ago, this um, holiday parade. Yeah, it's breaking tonight within the last couple hours. This is the Waukesha Holiday Parade. And there were reports of gunshots and a speeding vehicle through the parade route. There are reports of multiple injuries. Current headline. Let me refresh just to see. But it says 20 injuries. Oh, and now that you refresh it, multiple people dead and dozens injured. So the reports are getting worse by the hour. Is it is it muzzies, you think? Uh, Sort of unclear. I, I the only. The gunshots lead me to believe it's a black person, but the truck leads me to believe it's Muslim. <laughs> Maybe gang related. I don't know. Um, mm. But the, the actual SUV is pictured in the story here, and it oh, looks it like is. whatever it hit, it hit a lot of things on its path. Yeah, so, how terrible. By the time, uh, perhaps there'll be more information on this in the morning. Uh, we just don't have a ton of information on it now. But just so you guys are aware. And before we get into the Rittenhouse uh, stuff, there was other monumental news this week. And that is, uh, well, a young child actually successfully fought off Joe Biden's creepy advances. On Friday, Joe did the traditional turkey pardoning for Thanksgiving. And during the festivities, Joe made his typical move on a little girl that you would expect him to. But this girl wasn't really having any of it. Watch that get in slow motion. Well, bam, right in his face. That's what you got to do. You got to give him the elbow. He had to back off after that. And by the way, that uh, music there, that's not inserted. That was an organic part of the moment. <laughs> it just happened to fit. I would maybe uh. like just a solo tuba would have been a better soundtrack or maybe a, a single sad trombone. Yikes. But hey, I'm glad the little girls are finally fighting back. This is a big moment, and maybe it Joe is. will think about it. Well, I, that's too optimistic. He doesn't They're think about much. Inspired by the bravery of Kyle Rittenhouse, perhaps. <laughs> Emboldened, radicalized. Mm. Yep. Also, did you see um, Kamala made herstory this week? First acting U.S. president. That is the technical term. Don't grimace at me. It's herstory. Did he have to tell us that it was a colonoscopy? Like, do, do, do we need to know? That? <laughs> I'm glad to know that because uh, she was to have the I know she's not the first president. She's the first acting president. But to have the first female basically president be by default because a man was having his ass scraped. That's that's a good <laughs> that's piece not, of it's not technically <laughs> accurate, but OK. All right. Well, whatever <laughs> is his ass examined, whatever you want to call it. The, this colon. was. A, <laughs> is this a big what's the difference is the colon not part of the ass uh i mean it's not like he was having his asshole examined okay although they, they well, might wait, actually no. just do that for fun during a colonoscopy well, i mean they have to go in so it's if it's not an examination it's like a but it's like to look inside your colon to, yeah, to see yeah. if there are polyps and such there was an I, ass involved all right there was okay all right fine entrance <laughs> yeah. through the ass it yes. was involved yeah. i'm just if there was a if there was a uh, less dignified way for Kamala ever to assume the role of presidency. 
Although maybe she could probably achieve something less dignified. I don't know. But anyway, she was president for all of uh, 90 minutes from approximately 10, 10 a.m. Eastern to 1135 a.m. Eastern on Friday when Biden was having this colonoscopy at Walter Reed National Medical Center. And if you're curious about the health report, no, it does not sound like he had a cognitive evaluation. So draw your own conclusions on that. But Biden's doctor did notice that he is coughing and clearing his throat more often, especially while he's speaking. And his doctor, his doctor also says that Biden is moving more stiffly than he used to. Things to worry about. Why would he be coughing more? Did they go all the way up through his ass and into his throat? Well, he had a physical in addition to the colonoscopy. So they just... I don't think that was part of the butt examination. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. that that was related to the colonoscopy. I'm like, no. that's a strange aside. No, he had a full mm. physical in addition to. They yeah. must have just told us it was a colonoscopy so that we wouldn't speculate that this was related to his uh, mental state. I didn't. Uh, and he, of course, he was under anesthesia during this colonoscopy, which is right. why Kamala was acting president, which... Mm. I don't know. I, I guess I haven't. Um, am, I, am I due for a colonoscopy? I didn't realize that was something you got put under for. But apparently when you're 45. In, you are. or Oh, that's when you start getting them. But is it common to be yeah. put under for them or for them? I think I always, you're always always put. I think it's like conscious sedation. Why do I know so much about colonoscopies? <laughs> I've never had one. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you're either under entirely or you're consciously sedated. Okay. I want to be out for that. You learn something every day. I suppose it probably is more comfortable, whether it's medically necessary or not. You'd rather. Um, well, I don't know. Do I want to give that doctor the uh, full. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unsupervised access where he This has already gone way off the road. Moving on. 20 minutes late. Now let's talk about Joe's butthole for 20 more minutes. <laughs> Let's talk about the big news of the weekend, which is about uh, after uh, after about 26 hours of jury deliberation, um, which, of course, started on Tuesday and ended halfway through the day on Friday. The jury acquitted Kyle Rittenhouse on the five charges he had remaining, which included intentional and reckless homicide and endangerment. Here was the moment in case you didn't see it. H. Rittenhouse not guilty. Richard McGinnis, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. Unknown male, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. Anthony Huber, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse Rittenhouse not guilty. And he collapses. Are these your unanimous verdicts? Is there anyone who does not agree with the verdicts as read? Uh, Would you wish the jury pulled? No. Okay. Uh, Okay, folks, your uh, job is done. And uh, we started just about three weeks ago. Obviously, very emotional in the moment. What's your speculation on what the holdup was? Um, I mean, initially I thought there was a female juror holdout, which I suppose is still possible. But now I think that they just went in and decided within 20 minutes that uh, he clearly was not guilty. And then they were like, you know, we have to hang out and act like we really deliberated this for a while. So they got drunk and they ate pizza and then uh, they were like, maybe we should ask for the drone footage or something just to <laughs> you know, make this seem feasible. And they made us wait a few more days and they were like. All right, it's time. The only hole in that theory for me is why did that lone juror request to take home the jury instructions on Thursday night? Unless that was part of yeah, the show, too. It was, it was part of the show. That was one of the, 
one of the seven female jurors, the, the jury was seven women, five men, all white, but for one Hispanic man. And we know that the jury four person was a woman. It's possible the, the person who requested to take home the instructions was a woman, but or was the four person. I mean, but we don't necessarily know. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's possible. This was a, a genuine, a, a, a deliberation that genuinely was that long. And maybe there was an ideologue or two who had to be, put into line and if that's the case if there was um if there was a carroting as was speculated and yeah. some guy got her in line you're the real mvp yeah. dude you really uh, i know you you, you, you uh I you wonder. saved a guy's life effectively so good for are you are we ever gonna find out i'm sure there are book deals that, that are in the works i'm sure we'll have at least a couple of these people if not most or all of them speaking about this because there's a lot of money to be made Yikes. so we'll see I hope that that was it, that there was some weird gender dynamic going on here. And some man was like, listen, get it together, Karen. All the men had to strategize. All right, we only got one man of color. We're going to have to deploy him to weaponize his intersectional cred and defeat this white bitch. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably yeah, what really? happened. A lot of strategy in play. Uh, driving home from the acquittal, Kyle reacted in his car saying he believes the jury uh, or in the car, rather, saying he believes the jury got, got the decision correct. How do you feel, man? The jury reached the correct verdict. Self-defense is not illegal. And I believe they came to the correct verdict, and I'm glad that everything went well. And It's been a rough journey, but we made it through it. We made it through the hard part. Kyle was yeah. also photographed smiling in the car, leaving the courthouse. And Tucker Carlson will have an interview with Kyle tomorrow night. It's reported today that in that interview, Kyle says, uh, one, he's not racist, and two, he supports the Black Lives Matter movement. So we all make what? mistakes when we're young, but this is what's quoted in in the interview that's supposed to air tomorrow night. This case has nothing to do with race, Rittenhouse said. It never had anything to do with race. It had to do with the right to self-defense. Okay, quote, I'm not a racist person, he continued. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. That's fine. Uh, I'll have oh. to wait to see the interview. We'll see. You know, I once was 17, so he's 18 now, right? He is 18 now. Yeah. Um, I once was 18. I believe some stupid crap. He's had a rough go at it. I'm going to let this one slide. <laughs> Fair enough. As far as reactions from people directly involved, the only one that I've seen is from the family of Anthony Huber, who, of course, is the skateboard guy. The family says, quote, today's verdict means there is no accountability for the person who murdered our son. It sends the unacceptable message that armed civilians can show up in any town, incite violence, and then use the danger they have created to justify shooting people in the street. We hope that decent people will join us in forcefully rejecting that message and demanding more of our laws, our officials and our justice system. I don't mean to be blunt, but perhaps if this family had demanded more of their son, Anthony, this situation may never have happened. If you violently attack people, which he did that night and which he did on multiple occasions prior as he was a convicted domestic abuser, uh, bad things do tend to happen when you are a violent person yeah. habitually. As he was. What a surprise. So he wasn't murdered. He wasn't a victim, obviously. He brought this on himself with his own decisions. And that's not just my opinion. That's the opinion of the jury at this point. No comments I've seen from either Gage Grosskrutz or the family of Joseph, Joseph Rosenbaum, if they are out there. But um, I did want to take a moment of acknowledgement because I figure, well, odds are good we'll never hear from a lot of these people ever again. You think? We 
We might forget about them. I don't know. Mostly, I just wanted to repurpose the old bit from the 2019 and 2020 campaign season in which we had memorials for all the candidates who lost or quit. And we wanted to remember their finest moment. So since Anthony Huber is a victim, I figure we should properly, properly memorialize the victims of that <laughs> night. Joseph Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber and Gage Grosskrutz. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and if you can't tell, uh, yes, that first clip was Gage Grosskreutz falling out of the chair at a, a pre-trial meeting with Kyle and his lawyer, Mark Richards, last December. And maybe you think that George Floyd meme that was in there was in poor taste. It was. Well, that's only because you haven't seen my favorite meme of this entire event, which is uh, Ben and Jerry's new memorial ice cream, Rosenbaum's Fruit Me. <laughs> N word? Can I say the soft one? <laughs> now, for all my disagreement with Ben and Jerry's, I can't deny that they make a fine ice cream. It's really delicious. And if they actually made this, I don't even care if it benefits the Rosenbaum family. I'm buying. I'm buying a pint of fruit me N word, dude. I'm buying it. But oh of course, my gosh. Anyway. Uh, oh, that's not all, though. Of course, we we don't want to forget Thomas Binger, the assistant district attorney who prosecuted the case. Your username on TikTok was Four Doors More Whores. Yes. Oh, and he said some bad words. He said the N word. All he uses is one foot, correct? Yes. <laughs> Never forget when he swept the courtroom. Yeah. Don't worry, he did the Alec Yikes. Baldwin, though. He had someone else check to see if there was a round in the chamber. And when he was assured by a professional that there wasn't, it's okay to sweep the court. I love that this guy is, is lecturing us perpetually about I safety know, right? and recklessness. And he's breaking all the rules of firearm safety in one quick go. It would have been something if he had a negligent discharge and it shot the one minority juror. <laughs> when he did that, I don't. I caught it live, and that was my. He's going to Alec Baldwin someone. It's going to be on live TV right now. It didn't happen. And though. somehow it would also be Hannah Gutierrez's fault. <laughs> <laughs> she's the yeah. She's the one who checked. Saboteur. <laughs> they always get Hannah. Poor Hannah. Yeah. And uh, of course, we must remember the wholesome hero. Of the entire show. The man who was uh, shopping for cookies and ordering KFC and uh, putting Binger's feet to the fire. And that was the one, the only, the Honorable Judge Bruce Schrader. It was a blank. The blank. The only blank. What do they talk about? Optics nowadays? Is that the word for things? That was a bad optic, I thought. Hope the Asian food isn't coming... It's on, isn't on one of those boats in Long, uh, Long Beach Harbor. Don't get brazen with me. Uh, come on. Um, I really will miss him. He was a delightful yeah. old man. 
He was a delightful old man. Uh, he turned out to be much sharper than I originally um, assessed. So. I think he made some mistakes along the way. I think he probably wasn't as protective of the jury as he should have been and, and some other things. But as as a guy, just as a like a, a guy who seems like he's probably a great grandpa, Judge yeah. Schrader, for sure. Is he and if you didn't, he's only barely younger than Joe Biden. Let's put it that way. Huh. He's that old. Okay. And if you didn't catch that first minute, there was kind of the, the, the moment where Kyle had to pick the jurors. He had to draw out of at random out of a tumbler. It was six to decide who the alternates were. Mm-hmm. And since that was sort of odd, I guess it's a longstanding tradition in Schrader's courtroom or maybe even in Wisconsin. But he was explaining, well, one time I had a clerk do the random right. drawing and and she picked the black, the only black, <laughs> the only black. <laughs> and that was awkward because it took that black juror off, it made that juror an alternate. Right. So that juror was not deciding the case. And it was for a black defendant. That was the right. situation he was describing. A black. And he's like, I'm never doing black. that again. The only and he was black. Trying to remember when it was. And he was like, it was 15, 20, 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll get into the MSNBC thing. Uh, in a minute with um, where they're they're it's, uh, effectively stalking the jury. But when the judge was making that announcement or reading that news story that morning on Thursday morning, he was talking about how he was reading some report in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Or maybe maybe this was when he was talking about they were accusing him of bias. Anyway, he spent like a minute talking about how he used to deliver the paper. He used to deliver that paper back in the late 60s or early 70s, delaying just getting to the point of the story he was reading. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, classic grandpa shit all over. <laughs> uh, okay, there there were a few arrests outside of the courthouse. Generally, uh, I saw somebody trying to do a Rosenbaum impression, tackling a lady and stuff like that. Um trying to get a little bit rowdy, but in general, things outside the courthouse were not that crazy. There were a couple of arrests for, there was a battery arrest. There was a, um, uh, what, what's the other charge here? I lost my place. Uh, disorderly conduct, you know, not, mm, not that yeah. important, not, not much of a, anything a hugely consequential or important. Um, but after the verdict, the protest continued outside. As far as I understand, there wasn't much of major incident. But I did want to highlight this particular clip from uh, the AP speaking with protesters. Number one, for commentary from Jacob Blake's uncle, who apparently was there. And number two, note the name of the pro-Kyle demonstrator after that. Anthony and JoJo will always be our hero. Uh, 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 the other young man as well. Gage, um, I'm sorry. They deserve better. Their families deserve better. This city county and state and this nation deserves better. Kyle opted to defend a town that needed something. His name is Brandon Lesko. Uh, numerous enough to take care of it. Kyle was a hero when he decided to clean graffiti off of walls and protect the police and raise money for them. Yeah, that's right. Brandon Lesko is out there making his voice heard. Uh, good for him. And I... I can't believe it still gets past reporters and workers at Target who say it over the intercom and people making airport pagings and things that like that. That one was craftier, though. Because for a second, I was like, really? <laughs> Brandon Lesko. So he got you. Brandon Lesko yeah, got maybe. you for a minute. And note what Jacob Blake's uncle said there. Anthony and Jojo will always be our heroes. And even though I can't remember Gage's name, he will also be a hero. Uh, Why? For some reason. Why? 
And that that's the next level of, of some of the most ridiculous reactions here. It's not just that these people were unjustly killed or unjustly shot in Gage's case. According to them, it's, it's that these people are heroes. Again, we're talking about a serial child molester in the case of Joseph Rosenbaum, Jojo. And a domestic abuser in the case of Anthony Huber and in the case of Gage Grosskretz, in addition to a guy who chases people down the street and points gun at, guns at them, a drunk driving grandma slapper. Yeah. And by the way, Gage, remember we talked about Gage getting his uh, DUI charge mm-hmm. dismissed? Yep, dismissed. Yeah. That uh, body cam footage has has been released now. You can go watch it and really? watch a police interaction between uh, an interaction between Gage and the police. The guy is a he's a drunken jackass driving his car. But the whole time he's acting like he's going to be shot by police at any moment. And he refuses to answer any questions. I don't talk to police. I don't answer any questions. (laughs) And he's constantly showing them his hands. And I thought he just. At first, I thought, come on, dude, like you're really over dramatizing. But then I remembered, well, I mean, when you did get too loose with your hands and your gun, you did get your arm almost shot off. So that's true. Maybe if anyone is entitled to a little more. Uh. Uh, to be a little more careful than the typical person, maybe it's Gage. But this JoJo nickname for um, Joseph Rosenbaum, it it wasn't just Jacob Blake's uncle. Actor, and, it's a Hollywood thing now too. Actor and producer Mark Ruffalo tweeted Friday: "We come together to mourn the lives lost to the same racist system that devalues black lives and devalued the lives of Anthony and JoJo." What? Did they arrive at this nickname independently, or maybe he's corresponding with that? That Mark Ruffalo is from Kenosha, so it would not shock me to learn that he maybe he personally uh, hung out with Joseph Rosenbaum. And I wouldn't be shocked to learn if they had similar interests as well, if they had similar yeah. pastimes. You never know. Uh, Pedro Pascal, the Mandal- the Mandalorian guy. Mandalorian guy also tweets a picture of Anthony and Jojo saying simply Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, and Anthony Huber, 27, murdered August 25th, 2020. Rest in peace. Thankfully, our friend uh, Viva Fry is in the responses reminding uh, Pedro that Rosenbaum did the worst of the worst thing many times, many, many times. it is encouraging to see that tweet properly ratioed. On the other hand, though, 10 uh, rounding up 11,000 people liked that tweet from Mandalorian man honoring this serial child rapist. Yikes. This is where we are. There wasn't uh, as far as I can tell, there wasn't a lot of stuff going on at protests across the country. Did you see anything that was uh, yeah, out of the nothing. ordinary? Nothing much. I mean, your standard stuff in Portland, um, I guess, you know, what what they're calling a riot in Portland, which sounds just like a Tuesday to me. But a bunch of people um, breaking down the Justice Center yelling, burn it down. And then a dozen people enter the building and some other riffraff. Um, In Chicago, Jesse Jackson led a demonstration on Saturday through the city's downtown area. It was just people with signs, like a few hundred people with signs. And then New York, I guess the Brooklyn Bridge was down uh, because of because of protesting. But it seemed like people just marching. So all in all, uh, basically, down as in they blocked it or what did they do? Uh, people just couldn't drive down it because there were so many people. Oh, okay. But generally it doesn't seem like, I don't think there were any arrests or just, just pretty standard Portland stuff and everywhere else. So basically nothing happened. Maybe, maybe the rioters have learned their lesson after all of this one, one might hope. Yeah. We shall see. 
I, I did want to revisit a few leftovers of the trial that I haven't uh, talked about yet. One of which is the MSNBC stalking of the jury, which we'll get to in a minute. But I, I also wanted to talk about this concept of skateboards as weapons. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier, assistant DA, um, Kraus, the, the big, the big fat guy, um, with, with Binger. Um, he had, he had, uh, his prosecution's closed. If you didn't catch it, it was, it's something to watch even now that the, the case has concluded. But part of the prosecution's close was that this was simply a fist fight and Kyle was quote, too cowardly to use his fists. That's the argument they went with that. If someone comes up to you and says, Hey, I'm going to beat the shit on out of you. You have, I guess, a legal obligation or at least just an obligation of honor to fist fight them. Yeah, and, why? Um, what, what is this? Do people duel now? Is that is that how it goes? Yeah, I guess so. And and part of that argument from Krauss was that skateboards are not, in fact, deadly weapons. Here is what he had to say about that. And now a skateboard is a deadly weapon. Someone should tell all the parents and grandparents and Santa Claus giving skateboards this Christmas about how they're giving their children a deadly weapon. I guess they should get them an AR-15 instead. <laughs> okay. Um, well, first of all, nobody is arguing that AR-15s aren't deadly weapons. I could, the sensible position is a skateboard could be a deadly weapon and an AR-15 yeah. could be a deadly weapon. Yeah. yeah. And, and an AR-15 was not used offensively here. That's the distinction. Right, right. That's the distinction, yeah. Uh, but um, and, and if you're not familiar with skateboards, I can't believe you have to... Even if you're not familiar with skateboards, they're made of wood and metal, largely. If you think a two by four is a potentially deadly weapon, so is a skateboard. If you think a lead pipe is a potentially deadly weapon, so is a skateboard. But the world has an odd way of demonstrating such things with perfect timing sometimes. So this headline comes out of um, Orange County, California. Uh, just. Uh, oh, this is, I, I thought it never mind. I thought it was current. It's not actually current, but just something what? to think about. I it's 2015. So the timing okay. well, is maybe still, but it, just some, it, something it's to consider important now, though. It is important to consider just uh, with respect to what he was claiming there. Headline out of uh, Orange County, California in 2015. Man dies after being hit in head with skateboard during fight in Santa Ana, Starbucks. Here is the reporting at the time. Tragedy inside Santa Ana Starbucks, where one man died after being assaulted by another man with a skateboard. Witnesses say the younger man was inside the Starbucks with his girlfriend when the 50-year-old started banging on the window from outside. He then eventually entered the business and got into a fight. It ended with the man in his 20s allegedly hit the 50-year-old in the head with a skateboard. Who started the fight? why it happened. Those are all things that are going to have to come out, but we have to go through the process of interviewing all the witnesses. The witness says she assured the skateboarder he did nothing wrong, insisting the other man was just waiting to pick a fight. It's like he wanted to get a confrontation with somebody. He was just looking for an argument. So it sounds like it was a self-defense situation in which a guy defended himself with a skateboard. Yeah. Okay. This patron said that um, that the dude that claimed self defense was looking for a fight, but she also said that the other guy, this guy in, in his fifties, was being totally belligerent and incoherent. And he was like yelling at patrons and and uh, slamming the the window and everything at the Starbucks. So I don't know. But anyway, this this fight broke out between this guy in his twenties and this guy in his fifties, who presumably was like a transient. And um, the guy defensively uh, smashed the 50-year-old guy in the head with a skateboard, and then he got sent to the hospital, and then he died, because that's uh, how it goes. That can happen. I wonder how Krauss would explain this. 
what yeah. would he say? Yeah. Uh, but it sounds magic. like he's cooperating with police and yeah, or, has or at least been was. I, I, yeah, was I should I should have looked for the update. Police. But yeah. presumably there's obviously there's a conclusion in this story. I'll have to Jen Saki circle back on that mm. one because I don't know what happened with this one. But um, I just wanted to highlight that. So it, it's not hypothetical. It has literally happened before. I also want to talk, of course, about MSNBC's practice, uh, apparently well-established common practice of chasing down jurors. That was yeah. the uh, controversy on Thursday before the verdict came in on Friday. So this, there's an MSNBC reporter, or at least a freelance reporter working for MSNBC. His name is his, his name is James Morrison, and he was caught tailing the jury bus after the day's deliberations i believe that's wednesday night if i'm not mistaken so judge schrader responds on thursday by banning all msnbc personnel from the court and the report in the kenosha news was that this reporter was stopped by police after running a red light near the jury bus uh so this is the bus that takes the the jury from the courthouse to this undisclosed place where they all get in their cars and they drive home for the night you wonder, well, what's what's the hurry? What's the hurry right next to the jury bus? Why are you running red yeah, lights? What, what, what are you, you trying to doing? do? Man? But a spokesman, a spokesperson for NBC issued a statement, quote, last night, a freelancer received a traffic citation while the traffic violation took place near the jury van. The freelancer never contacted or intended to contact the jurors during deliberations and never photographed or intended to photograph them. We regret the incident and will fully cooperate with the authorities on any investigation. Well, if you did nothing wrong, why do you regret it? What's to regret if this was just normal behavior? I was just, well, whoopsie. I was driving recklessly near the jury bus. Whoopsie. Silly me. But when the news broke, I had court TV on, as I did throughout much of this trial, and they cut to reporter Ted Rollins, who says he personally knows this James Morrison guy and knows exactly what he was doing. And you might have your disputes with it, but it's really not that bad. Oh, yeah. I know Jamie Morrison quite well. I can't say enough about him as an individual. He is an upstanding uh, person, and I know exactly what happened here. This is a longstanding practice. When a story gets to a certain level, the network morning shows go into a different level, a mode, a different mode, if you will, and they are uh, just very aggressive. And one of the tactics is to try to locate information about jurors, um, personal information, just just identifications so that they can at the end of a trial then go to those people and say hey do you want to be on um in in this case the today show he was not going after them uh to influence them or would follow them home likely um he was instructed as he told the judge by um someone in new york to get info on the panel so that we can then reach out to these people and see if they want to join us the night the you know the day after a verdict it has happened in every trial that i've covered that has gotten to a level that this one has gotten to as far as jamie morrison is concerned i can't think of a a, a nicer person that i've met over the years that's so insane well why why the urgency then He's like, oh, come on this TV show. A nicer, kinder jury tamperer than James Morrison. What a great guy. What a bullshit thing to say, too. Well, they were trying to influence the jury, only stalk them. That's all. And he went on to explain how, well, all he was trying to do was get license plates. That's all. He just wanted to get their license plates to figure out who they are. 
just kind of like, well, listen, I wasn't trying to rape that girl. I was only trying to follow her weirdly at a distance while she walked home from the bar and observe her in settings where I have no legitimate business. I said, well, everyone does it. Come on, man. Wow. It's, I'm just sitting in the bush with my binoculars. And the thing is, too, it's like even if I buy your explanation that you would never go as far as to talk to them or even be seen by them because you don't want to influence them, you have to understand that even if you think your big interview score is worth this sort of behavior, you're saying that that interview score is is more important potentially than the integrity of the jury, than the integrity of our judicial system, than the integrity of our principles as a country. You're you're a slime ball if you do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I understand people got to make their money. I get it. You're a slime ball. You're gonna sell yeah. out. Your country's legal system because you might be the first guy to get one of these people in your stupid morning TV show, which you're going to propagandize anyway with your Gage Grosskreutz nonsense or whatever else. I just I, I couldn't believe that explanation, because even if I buy everything he's saying, which I don't, I could believe this was outright intentional intimidation coming from MSNBC and others. But even if Incredible I buy it as described, brazen. it's yeah, it's still it's still beyond um, unacceptable. And for him to say that it's happening all the time. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it happens way more than I realize. Here's some evidence that maybe uh, it does, or at least that people in powerful uh, positions of media influence would like to shove it under the rug. Check out these headlines about uh, this story from Variety. Kyle Rittenhouse judge bans MSNBC from courthouse after freelancer gets traffic citations. See, that's that's all it was. It was just that uh, Judge Schrader is really a stickler about, you know, uh, mm. driving safety. He yeah, said, you, totally. you ran a ra- you failed to signal. Get out of my courtroom. That's what he said. <laughs> Unbelievable. This one from Rolling Stone. Free speech loving Fox News is thrilled that Rittenhouse judge banned MSNBC from the courtroom. Wow. You really what a gotcha. They're all hypocrites because they say they support free speech. And then on the other side, they don't support the destruction of due process in this country. What hypocrites. (laughs) What a contradiction. What a bunch of jackasses really got them. Rolling stone. Good job. Do you have any more thoughts about this? I just, I, when that story broke, it was shocking. It was absolutely shocking. You know, you don't trust the media at all, but even this, I was like, Oh, they just don't think there is going to be any repercussion for their actions. I totally could believe it happened. I I just couldn't believe the explanations for this as as this is fine. Nothing to see here. And if I had more, I think that report is that report from Court TV. The live response is still up there because the anchor in their newsroom five seconds before she talked to that guy was just raging about how big of a transgression this is and how we're selling out our country. And this is the worst thing ever, which I agree with. It's very, very bad. And she cuts into that guy and that guy explains for 10 minutes, oh, it happens all the time and there's really nothing to it. And she just thanks him for, oh, thank you for this perspective. This makes sense now. No, it doesn't. Nothing he said makes any sense. Yikes. This guy is just uh, maybe a slightly better spokesman than average for the absolute slime factory that these people are. Yeah. And just in case you think that this verdict will help dismiss all the lies that come from that slime factory... And the lies that characterize this trial and this entire event, think of uh, lies like Kyle was illegally armed, Kyle crossed state lines with intent to kill with that gun, Uh, Kyle is a racist, white supremacist, all that. Many of those lies have actually become hardened uh, after the verdict. So uh, one, one piece of encouragement 
Recall, of course, the president of the United States smeared Kyle Rittenhouse implicitly as a white supremacist last September. Mark Richards, in his uh, post-verdict press conference, this is Kyle Rittenhouse's defense lawyer, uh, outright called out Joe Biden by name for this bullshit. President Biden said some things that I think are so incorrect and untrue. He's not a white supremacist. If the government had any information regarding his cell phone or anything that he'd been to any of those websites, it would have been introduced in evidence. It wasn't. We were the individuals who released his cell phone, which couldn't be cracked by the FBI because we had nothing to hide. So perhaps there will be some sort of effort for resolution on that end. Um, the fact checks, you remember the fact checks of the last year? (laughs) So for instance, if you didn't watch the trial on Monday, Kyle's gun charge, this was a misdemeanor charge for minor in possession of a firearm that was dropped because the statute Mm -hmm. was really unclearly written. I don't, I don't, truth be told, I don't fully understand all the technicalities of it, but the statute was very poorly written. And generally when the statute is unclear, that goes to the benefit of the, of the defendant. So the judge tossed it. But this is from this is from last year. <clears throat> PolitiFact at 17 years old, Kyle Rittenhouse was perfectly legal uh, to uh, at 17 years old. Kyle Rittenhouse was perfectly legal to be able to possess that rifle without parental supervision. Fact check false <clears throat> is their claim at the time. You think, well, that's from August 27th, 2020. Surely they've updated it. Yes, they have. Editor's note, November 16th, 2021, when that charge was dropped. Paragraph after paragraph of actually, well, but technically, okay, scroll down to the bottom. These subsequent events show the gray areas of local gun laws. Hardly a case of something being, quote unquote, perfectly legal. Our fact check remains unchanged. What? <laughs> so he, he's n- not convicted of any sort of illegal firearm possession or carry charge. And they're not going to correct this. They're going to say it was actually illegal for him to do that. Good Lord. Okay. President Trump, just a few days after, well, then President Trump, at least just a few days after um, the event had said, you know, what I saw was somebody running away and falling and then being attacked by a bunch of people. It looks like self-defense to me. That's a paraphrasing of, of what he said. And this was fact check, fact checked as false by several outlets the ap rated the comments as false because trump was speaking in defense of someone who uh trump was speaking in defense of someone who opposed racial justice protesters that being kyle who authorities say was illegally carrying a semi-automatic rifle politifact rated the claim as false because the comments overlook the fact that People started following Kyle after he allegedly shot and killed someone npr also rated the claim as as false uh, because Trump's comments were were made, quote, without evidence, even though it was all on video at the time. <laughs> Trump's comments were based on video evidence. And as of now, well, at least everybody's that I've seen, comments were based on video evidence. Yeah, no, it's like you had to you had to look away. But now you especially have you. You couldn't have watched the trial because all that video evidence was played in there anyway. Oh, my God. As far as I've seen, at least according to this reporting, no record of corrections, retractions or apologies from these outlets and it gets even worse it's not just the old reports that were wrong over the weekend the independent out of the uk flat out had on their on their breaking news bullet points uh, bullet points of of what the rittenhouse story is as the verdict comes in 
Uh, the first bullet point, full story, teenager who shot three black men with rifle found not guilty on all charges. <laughs> why do, is that this why people think this? I don't uh, know, but lots of it's people It's become clear do. to me the celebrity reaction that uh, nobody watched the trial on the line. Oh, you, yeah. Generally, if you can't understand, if you're one of those blue checks who goes on Twitter and says, I simply can't understand how this could possibly be. It's because you watched zero minutes and zero seconds of the trial. That's why. But sure, you're much wiser and smarter than the jury who spent the last three weeks considering all of this. Yeah. Evidence. The error was corrected by the independent, by the way, but they did it stealthily. They just stealth edited that. They didn't put a correction or an acknowledgement or an apology. They just fixed it later. And the list of, of news pundits saying absolutely insane things is just it's way too long to go through all of the worthy nominations. So I just grabbed a couple that were my favorite. Uh, Amber Ruffin or Ruffin. I, d- I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she is the host of a late night show on NBC and Peacock. And she's a writer on Seth Meyers show, his late night show. She took a moment from her alleged comedy to make the serious point that none of this is okay. You guys, because I have my own show, I have a responsibility to say things that people need to know that aren't being said. No, you there don't. are very big, obvious truths that no one wants to say on TV, but I will. I can't believe I have to say this, but it's not okay for a man to grab a rifle, travel across state lines, and shoot three people, and then walk free. It's not okay for the judicial system to be blatantly and obviously stacked against people of color. It's not okay for there to be an entirely different set of rules for white people. Okay. This doesn't make any sense. Does she think that that he shot black people? I think she's going implicitly with the if Kyle was black, he's dead or in prison angle. That's not true at all. Which we'll get to. Yeah, there are plenty of examples otherwise. I love the self uh, the self congratulatory bravery. There are things like, to say I will, that no I one will. will say, but I will say. Uh, wow, no one will say the corporate and state sponsored message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, what bravery! You're so brave. But of course, the lies. No, no one should be able to grab a rifle and cross state lines and go kill people. Well, none of that is what happened. He didn't take the rifle across state lines. He didn't go there to kill people. He was attacked by three people. You didn't pay attention to any of it. But good for you for being brave to perpetuate the lies that nobody else will. Yeah. The um the overwhelming favorite for who would have the most insane take about the Rittenhouse verdict was, of course, MSNBC's Joy Reid. And at least for her show, she was out on Friday. But her substitute, a guy named Jason Johnson, he filled in admirably, didn't miss a beat. He claimed that Kyle got away with killing Anthony and Jojo because they were race traitors. And Kyle hates race traitors. I can't even say it with a straight face. Here we go. Kyle Rittenhouse killed two white men protesting on behalf of black lives and got away with it. That's the single most important thing to understand about today's ruling. By allowing him to go free and potentially commit other crimes, this jury sent the final and loudest warning to white America about the dangerous rise of white nationalist terror in this country. Kyle Rittenhouse was able to kill Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber and face no consequences because those men were race traitors, white men who had the audacity to protest that police shot Jacob Blake, a black man in the back, seven times in his own car. 
Okay. How? Do, do, do they really think that that's what motivated him? They're going with it. For him to say, this is the one thing you need to know about this case. He drove there and shot people, got away with it. Well, not really. You kind of need to know that all those people attacked him, and that's why that happened. And there's Isn't also that all you need to know? That If there's only one thing you need to know, that's it. And the jury would confirm that to you. And he kind of missed the only thing you need to know about Jacob Blake, too. Oh, they were just protesting that Jacob Jacob Blake was shot by the police. He was just hanging out. Well, no, he had a knife and he was told to drop it multiple times and he didn't. And then police right. shot him. And then the Kenosha DA investigated, found it to be a justified shoot. And your friends at the federal government, at the Department of Justice, uh, in, investigated as well. And they found it to be a justified shoot. I, I don't even... Kyle hate... On what basis... Kyle hates race traders. How, how do you even get you have to you have to be writing fiction consciously to make that point. It's 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 hilarious to watch. Well, I mean, they're just um, uh, they are capitalizing on that. People just watch their show and they don't know the facts of the case. They didn't watch the case. Yeah. Um, and that, that truly is the at least the celebrity perspective. They know basically nothing of what happened there are plenty of people who get their opinion just spoon fed from guys like this without a single critical thought in their own mind or a, 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 the slightest appetite for any sort of evidence or verification and the democrats not that there's much of a distinction between the democrat establishment and the media establishment at this point but they can't help themselves either this isn't some fringe democrat out this is a statement from the spokesperson for the DCCC. That's the Democratic uh, Congressional Campaign Committee. This is the organization that is tasked with putting Democrats into Congress. And it's not just from a guy. It's from the guy whose job is communication for that particular uh, piece of the party. And he puts out this statement after the Rittenhouse verdict comes in. Speaking of the Jacob Blake lies, it's disgusting and disturbing that someone was able to carry a loaded assault rifle into a protest against the unjust killing of Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man, and take the lives of two people and injure another and face absolutely no consequences. Uh, how many Jacob lies? Blake, he's not dead, is he? No, he's uh, he's in his wheelchair. He's rolling around. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not dead. Chicks just rolling around. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, you know, my wife asked me, uh, do I want to bring this up? We were wondering since Jacob Blake is a sexual assaulter, or at least that's the nature of the initial arrest on him. It was a felony Does warrant for work? sexual assault. Now I understand, right. I understand it was a digital sexual assault as in fingers. That was the allegation, but, um, are his raping days over? Can he, or <laughs> to your point, can he, I don't know. Is Jacob Blake capable of necessary function? We're wondering that. Something about it. I feel like you guys talked about it for a while. It did go on for a little bit longer. <laughs> probably went on longer than our Joe Biden colonoscopy talk. Oh, God. But yeah, Jacob Blake, not dead. Shooting, totally justified, as we just <laughs> discussed. He, unarmed. He had a knife the whole time. And they said, yeah, please yeah. stop brandishing that knife. I don't want to have to shoot you. Please put that knife down, which is why the fact that he was armed is why the shooting was justified. But they call it unjustified. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And of course, you know, it can't just be that Democrats are wrong and they make shit up. It's that everyone else is wrong. Everyone, including the jury who was tasked with looking at this case and all the evidence for three weeks time. And of course, all the investigators and everyone involved, they're all wrong. So what's the solution? What else? The only possible Democrat Party solution there is federalize it, 
Oompa Loompa Jerry Nadler tweets in response to the verdict. The heartbreaking verdict is a miscarriage of justice and sets a dangerous precedent which justifies federal review by the DOJ. Justice cannot tolerate armed protester, no, armed persons crossing state lines looking for trouble while people engage in First Amendment protected protest. What about your Second Amendment? And it doesn't matter in a self-defense claim whether or not they cross state lines. It's irrelevant to the case. I don't know Who why cares? they, they, why they care about this state lines bit so much. I, I honestly it, it suggests intent to to seek somebody why, out in a violent way. I, I assume. Hmm. I, I mean, why else would they do it? I, I thought that maybe they could try to swing some federal implication on that front too, make hmm. it an interstate crime. Yeah. But of course, the, the, the surest way to murder justice, no pun intended, is to have Jerry Nadler's fat thumb tipping the scale from <laughs> I know. a thousand miles away. Oh, oh, we'll surely achieve justice when that piece of shit. <laughs> Makes an uninformed decision from thousands of miles away or yeah. at least a thousand miles away. But um, but yeah, I, I, this we've gone through all the lies that are in there. We don't need to uh, rehash them. If you're wondering uh, if Kyle has any plans to go after all these people on defamation grounds, I haven't seen any sort of formal announcement from him yet. But earlier today, Nick Sandman. The MAGA hat kid of Covington Catholic fame with the Indian Nathan Phillips drummer man yep. in his face. He said he spoke with Kyle on the phone. Really? Today, or at least recently. And Sad, uh, Sandman, of course, published that op-ed in support of Kyle earlier in the week. I think it was in the Daily Mail. And you know, maybe he's just offering moral support. Or maybe Nick Sandman knows a good defamation lawyer or two. He probably does. Yeah, I hope that did Kyle sues the pants off people. So we shall see. I, um, whatever I, I try to, I try to recognize that what Kyle might want for his life and what I want out of Kyle's experience are different things. And so I, I wouldn't feel right about pressuring him to go after these people, even though I think they deserve it for, I don't know what he wants to do, but, um, you know, if, if he does bring these people the justice they deserve bonus points. In my book. I hope he does. I mean, Sandman's in a in a better position, of course, because he doesn't have to live with having killed somebody. Um, yeah. But Kyle Rittenhouse should get something out of this. He's going to have a difficult life. I hope he gets a bunch of money and then can lay low and, and live a normal life. That's He's going to have to. You're going to see him walking down the streets in your neighborhood in northern Idaho very soon. Good They're morning, Blanc. Him, Good to yeah. see you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, there was a poll put up on Twitter. Who would you rather have living in your neighborhood? Because... It is undoubtedly true. I don't know what the percentages are, but there's a huge percentage of this country that would rather have Jojo running around raping kids and have Kyle be dead. They they would prefer that. And there was a poll put up. Who would you rather have as a neighbor, Kyle Rittenhouse or Jojo Rosenbaum? And uh, it was overwhelming in favor of Kyle Rittenhouse, of course, but it was still something like two, three, four percent for Jojo. Who would want that? <laughs> yes, please. Not just sex offenders serial child rapist bring him to my neighborhood in pursuit of my ideological utopia one of those kids was nine several of them were i thought i thought that was like nine to eleven was the age range oh my god how many kids were involved in this i can't remember if it was five separate instances or five (sighs) different kids but it's also alleged that he went after or dated single moms with the specific intent of getting to their kids this is the kind of guy that we're talking about my god yeah well, we should be happy he's dead. 
<laughs> Kyle or uh, yeah, Kyle's defense lawyer outright said that in the defense closing statement. I'm glad that Kyle <laughs> killed Jojo because if he didn't, Jojo would have taken his gun and and wreaked havoc. That's that's how Mark Richards havoc. said it. The havoc that Jojo would have had on the streets. But he's probably he's probably right. Yeah. Um, and and you know, if nothing else, then there's a guy who's that's one less serial uh, child abuser on the streets. You know. So something to consider. Last thing I want to say um, about all of this is about accountability for Thomas Binger personally, the, the the prosecutor, but really any prosecutor who brings a case this week and meddles with evidence, as I believe they did, at least with that drone footage and maybe some other examples, but just acts as dishonestly as he did and pursues this sort of political prosecution to try to score political points. Andrew Bronca is a self-defense lawyer who writes over at Legal Insurrection, and um, his trial coverage was the best out there, at least in the written form, that I consumed. It was a really comprehensive, valuable resource. If you couldn't watch the entire day's stream, he would have everything you needed to see broken down in a pretty consumable but, but thorough format. So he's doing really good work. He's got a proposal called Kyle's Law. And the, the idea is this, uh, as he writes, in every self-defense case, the jury instruction on self-defense must include a special question to the jury. If you, the jury, are acquitting this defendant on the grounds of self-defense, uh, so you also find, no, okay, the question is, if you, the jury, are acquitting this defendant on the grounds of self-defense, do you also find that the prosecution failed to disprove self-defense by a majority of the evidence? So in other words, if the jury is saying, yeah, this guy acted in self-defense, is it the jury's judgment that the prosecution ignored the majority of the evidence to bring the case anyway? So it's right. So it's, it's punitive with the with the prosecutors for bringing it. Um, yeah. Not an error, but it's and it's yeah, not it? as harsh as do you feel like the prosecutors failed to meet the reasonable doubt standard? It's it's saying, did they even have a preponderance a of the evidence to bring the case? Was it plausible Isn't it more harsh than that, though? Well, this is lenient because it's saying it's lenient to the prosecutor. All it's saying to the, to the prosecutor is if you had majority of the evidence tipping in your favor, that's fine. You just can't bring an obviously bunk case like this one where right. all okay. the evidence was against the murder charges he was bringing forth. If that, if, if the jury makes that determination, then the defendant in this case, it'd be Kyle is immediately entitled to compensation for any losses resulting from the unfounded prosecution. So the remedies would be um, this unjustly prosecuted person would be entitled to compensation from the state, which I think is important, but even more importantly, in my opinion, the prosecutor who brought the case would be personally liable, meaning the defendant could seek compensation from him personally in addition to charging officers who maybe prematurely charge or ignore evidence among other proposals but yeah i want people like binger to have to have personal skin in the game not just that the state of wisconsin is going to have to pay kyle rittenhouse because does binger really give a shit about that binger has to see the prospect of I, I guess he has to worry about being disbarred or, or fired or something like that's never going to happen. He needs to have the prospect of having to cut Kyle a check personally right. to make sure that he doesn't act as, as contrary to the truth. And as in, just as insanely, I would say negligent, but I don't think this was negligent. I think this was an active political prosecution that, that tried to it, meddle with it was, a, yeah. and exclude certain evidence and just go after a guy because the political mob wanted him to. And, and if he knows that his, 
uh, wallet is on the line in doing that, he might have second thoughts. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's, it is difficult to quantify, especially reputational damage and things like that. Like yeah. how, how can he know what's been lost to him? I don't know. Just, uh, you know, the big wheel they use on the price is right. I guess that only get some game show element of it. I don't really care. I don't care if Thomas Binger has to, has to cut a check for a thousand dollars or a million dollars. I just want to have, he needs to have some personal consequence for this sort of, uh, yeah. for this sort oh, of Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, it'll dissuade them from bringing frivolous lawsuits in future. Yeah. Or just prison or tar and feather, but the yeah. nice kind, Susan, you know, just the warm bath kind. Uh, of course, this would have to be done state by state, but I've seen some legislators already expressing interest. And if this comes up in my state, this is something I would absolutely support. Yeah, agreed. Okay, we got plenty more to get to, including some updates on some other important trials that are ongoing right now or concluding right now. But we are overdue for a break, so we probably should take that. Sure. Let me scroll to the beginning. I love seeing this Kyle not guilty. Ugh, that's so great. Yeah. I was so relieved. And on the 19th was my mom's birthday. So it was oh. um, she, good we birthday. Were just present so happy. And happy birthday. Blonde's mom. You know, I thought that his crying initially was fake. But now that I've seen him cry in this instance, I think that it was it was definitely authentic. So I'm going to have to do some backtracking on that. That collapse was definitely not fake. No, yeah. of course not. Also, he had no incentive to do it at that point. Um, yeah. But just can you imagine what he's gone through? I hope he's just getting some sleep right now. Just getting some quality sleep. I hope so. I will definitely watch that interview tomorrow night. Me too. I'm very excited. Um, I'm worried about this BLM thing, though. Holden Mulray says, Hi, Truth Seekers. Uh, Luke chapter 17 has a great story regarding thankfulness. Don't you think much self-righteous indignation and envy would evaporate of our society practice more Thanksgiving? God bless you both. I think that that's true. Yeah, that is I would true. agree. We should think about this this upcoming week. And thank um, you. You're Muris Micmac, a syndicate of wandering con artists, are upset with Kyle's verdict. They're rumored to operate from the U.S. and somewhere in Western Asia. Day mad. Okay. I'm not aware. Me neither. We'll see about that. Uh, Donnie Braska at Holden Mulray. I think a lot of things uh, rotten about Western civilization in general would evaporate if we practiced more Thanksgiving or restraint or decency or not putting petty crooks on pedestals. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good place to start, really I think. take your pick of any of the traditional virtues. We're short on almost all of them. So, yep. Things Long to consider. John. Isn't it interesting how the random sample of rioters that Kyle shot were all felons with long, serious records? Did governors letting criminals out of prisons back in March because of the Rona cause the summer of love? Yeah. Um, to be fair, I think um, some of them escaped from a mental mental institution or maybe they were just uh, they just left. <laughs> I love I love that portrayal of Jojo. Oh, well, he he just got out of the hospital and he left his girlfriend's house. You mean he was released from a mental institution and he had a restraining order. Right. From his girlfriend. That's what you mean. And the girlfriend that was probably had a son that he was trying to rape. He might have been doing true. that. And, and yeah. for all the people who think the judge was biased in favor of Kyle. That was excluded evidence. They couldn't go into the criminal record of Joseph Rode, Rosenbaum or even the mental health aspect, which I think the other thing was he was off his meds, which was clearly a factor in his behavior. His non-raping meds. Yeah, they must be powerful, but I, I don't know what they give him. Um, Donnie Braska at Long Don John. Well, it probably didn't help, but let's be honest. Also, I'm happy for the verdict, but actual justice warrior and razor fist are correct. It never should have gone to trial at 
all that is a bit of a black pill, but it did, yeah. and here we are, and we should just be happy that um that he's been declared not guilty. I agree, and that's what I've been point. thinking about the whole weekend. Like I don't want to I don't want to just treat this as nothing because this is this is significant. It does show me, as I was saying, it, our country is not full binger, and I will take a little bit of encouragement in that. But yeah, I think the point is completely valid that in in a, 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 um, a society that's closer to a just system or that values justice. This whole charade was never done. Yeah. We didn't waste our time. Uh, Daniel Kunga last week, OSHA said it wouldn't enforce the jab mandate and the Rittenhouse trial ended with him going free victories both, but those who seek to usurp our liberties are relentless, remain vigilant. I don't think anybody's letting their guard down based on this. I'm actually not super hopeful about, um, about the OSHA lack of mandate. I don't think that that's really going to make too much difference. I think they're just going to forge ahead as they do the Biden administration. Well, they're, and Um, they're still encouraging businesses. Go ahead and do this on our behalf. Even if we don't send the goon squad after you. Exactly. Most of the peaceful gun owner. Uh, so I guess you could say that gross cunt has the right to bear arm. <laughs> if you go to his Twitter uh, account, there are lots of great replies to it. <laughs> lots of jokes about, you know, uh, just missing biceps. All the, yeah. all the puns that you could ever make. <laughs> Liberative nightly PSA. Remember, lads, never let the pedo touch your barrel. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Lessons that Kyle taught us. Yeah. Mojack 420. Okay, I'll read this. The 70 IQers say this wouldn't happen if Kyle was a person of color. For once they are right, he would be called the victim and praised for defending himself from a racist mob. That is true. 100%. If Kyle was black, Joseph Rosenbaum is a racist who attacked him. Yeah. That clip, shoot me <laughs> N-word, it, yeah. it would have been reversed. I, I really don't understand. I guess it's just because of the attachment to Jacob Blake. But the some of the most angry people are black lives matter activists. And really this has no connection to that. Yeah. Strictly. I understand that they were out there ostensibly for that purpose. Do you think Joseph Rosenbaum really cares about racial justice or is he just a chaos agent? Who's like, Oh, he's a chaos agent. He's looking at it as an opportunity to express his mental illness and be violent. Yeah. Uh, It's just who he is. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Uh, He was a skater boy. Kyle said, (laughs) see you later, boy. Yeah. I've seen it's been a it's weekend of very fine memes. One of the finest in recent memory. Knuckle hunky buck. I haven't really been paying much attention in the news lately. Does anyone happen to know if there's any word on that big Wisconsin court case? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it. I um, get it, too. And, you know, uh, I've been even just making my own material. I feel I've been kind of conflicted because I hate to get fo- like just almost solely focused on one thing. But man, there were so many layers to this story and it was oh, so important that yeah. I just couldn't, I, I I am eager to kind of move on just content wise and sort of ment- just move on in my mental space. But man, uh, uh, this, this is probably the, the single news story that captured my mind the most in my entire life. I think seriously more than, um, I think so. Kavanaugh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was really invested in this one. What happened to Kavanaugh was was totally unjust, but I could plausibly chalk that up to sort of partisan politics in Congress and elsewhere. This was about our rights fundamentally as American citizens. And and that's true. That's true. The Kavanaugh one I I was more affected by emotionally because um, at that point, I I really believed in the purity of the Supreme Court for some reason. Huh. Uh, I always knew that they were going to turn on us as citizens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, let's do a few more and comment in hands. Hey, Matt, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure it was a separate Let's Go Brandon issue, but does the removal of dislikes infuriate you more so after that survey where YouTube laid out every BS thing they do to creators? What's I don't even there? remember the survey. I don't think I took it. Hmm. I, I'm not... YouTube is going to continue making ridiculous decisions, and that's sort of a given. I'm most annoyed by their ridiculous claims that they're looking out for us um, or any independent creator. Like, for your own good. Yeah, just stop telling me that, dude. Nobody, not only has nobody ever come in from YouTube ever consulted me about what would make the platform better from someone who uses it in the way that I do, but they, um, I mean, they, they they've... The only good thing that they've done under Susan's reign has been super chat. That is the, yeah, only, that's the thing only thing yeah. that is. So they, they're, they're damaging routinely and they, they don't, they don't, uh, not only do they not come to me for consultation, they make it almost impossible to contact them. If you have yeah. a problem, they do not exactly. care. And when I they say they truly don't, don't care about want, content creators. Yeah. And I want to emphasize for you guys too. I know, I know that can come off as like bitching as someone who YouTubes, um, for, I guess a career. Uh, but I, the reason it makes me so mad is that it, it's, it's on behalf of the audience too. All right. The reason that, that I'm able to do this is because you guys are here to watch it and support it and keep it going. But when Susan gives us the finger, they give you the finger too. They give everyone mm-hmm. in this arrangement, the finger, even though all they have to do is sit around and do nothing. They built the infrastructure. I'm not dismissing that. They're entitled but to. All they have to do is maintain but, the infrastructure and have people that get back to content creators. It's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you could just shut the hell up and let us all enjoy ourselves, you get to enjoy your cut of what that generates. Exactly. But they can't. They can't, they can't do, do it. it. They can't leave us alone. Uh, last one for right now. Amber, the drunken pickle maker. I cried like a little bee when the verdict came in. Me too. So happy for Kyle, but I shall await blonde's black pill. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled that there's some semblance of justice that, that remains. I don't have hope for the nation still, but Kyle as an individual, um, I'm, I'm just happy that, that maybe he will have the opportunity to live something like a normal life. Hmm. I hope, uh, we'll circle back. Uh, let me catch up with um, just a few on Tippy Stream. I tried to open the treasure chest on DLive, guys. It's not letting me, so I apologize for that. But thank you if you're watching the show on DLive. Over on Tippy Stream, let me scroll way back to see what we got here. Earlier today, Captain Norway says, You won't believe the amount of salt I've seen on Twitter from my fellow snow apes regarding the acquittal of Kyle. And the arguments are just as dumb. U.S. politics has turned into sports here. You pick a team and you go balls deep as if it matters. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that international people care that much. But yeah. Anyway, Godspeed there uh, in Norway. Charles Yaus. I wrote this haiku, haiku uh, just for the Matt and Blonde show. Queefs are funny farts. I'm going <laughs> to take your word for it that that is a structurally correct haiku. Oh, gosh. Yukon Don says, getting my happy Thanksgiving in early. Thank you to uh, or thank you for all you do. We appreciate your support for the show as well. Very I much. I'm not going to be niggardly. And happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as well. Yukon Don Mojack 420 says, poor Jojo. He died happy doing what he loved, grabbing <laughs> underage, <laughs> grabbing what? underage teen boy gun, teen boys gun and having him unload on his chest oh okay you know i thought okay i'm reading it i started i thought i you know i've heard this joke it's been making the rounds that one took a much more 
harsh turn. Thank you for that. Yes. Xander says, my leftist city is threatening to fire anyone not vaxxed by the end of the year. The irony is that my department is so short staffed that they are making us come in our days off and not letting us take days off. Yeah, exactly. So what? what's what your, even if you stick around, if you're someone who does what they tell you to do and you get the vaccine, what's your reward? Picking yeah. up the slack at work? Great. Everyone loves this. Thank you. Phil says, what can't continue won't. Anything that happens after this past weekend can be laid at the feet of the anti-racist and the colorblind. Diversity plus proximity breeds con- uh, contempt and conflict. It's, uh, well, we shall see. I, I I honestly thought that the weekend's riots and stuff were going to be way worse than they apparently Me too. were. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm predicting peace and harmony uh, at last, but maybe, maybe Kyle taught a few lessons. We shall see. Lastly, speaking of Kyle, four doors, more whores. <laughs> says uh free as fuck indeed okay um d live steven sugar says any thoughts on what what just happened in waukesha wisconsin we just we talked about it at the top of the stream i haven't been able to look throughout the stream do you want to do a quick google and see if there's sure. any update oh, let's do that. um but yeah you should obviously if you're listening to this later you should check up for uh for more current information and kt fed thanks for supporting the show too appreciate you guys other than that right. we will uh circle back to your chats later in the show um, I'll At have to just circle 20, back with 28 you. patients are being treated following parade tragedy. Uh, let's see how many fatalities. Come on, CNN, you one job. <laughs> All right. See if you can scan through and, and find that uh, while you do. I did want to address um, some trials that are ongoing or concluding that are still relevant as well and important. One of them is particularly relevant to this claim. Well, if Kyle was black, if Kyle was black, he never would have gotten such treatment. Tell me more. We only have to go back a month to remember Timothy Simpkins, the Texas school shooter who was released from jail on $75,000 bond. Uh, That case is still ongoing. But on the same day, Friday, a jury in Florida acquitted Andrew Coffey. Uh, on murder and attempted murder charges. So Andrew A.J. Coffey claimed self-defense against these charges stemming from a 2017 incident in which Indian River County Sheriff's deputies raided his home. The raid was in the early morning. Coffey says he was asleep when Sheriff's deputies deployed a flashbang, which he thought was gunfire. So he shot at the deputies and the deputies shot back. He was claiming he thought it was just someone attacking his home. He didn't know his police. And the crossfire between the two hit his girlfriend. Now, here's my only question on on this, because I could believe that part of the story. And admittedly, I haven't followed this trial as closely, so I don't know all the specific details. But his girlfriend was hit 10 times in the crossfire. Yikes. So whoever, um, she got hit a lot. Okay, whatever happened there. A grand jury previously exonerated the deputies in the death of the girlfriend. So uh, Coffey was convicted for being a felon in possession of a firearm, but he was charged with the murder of his girlfriend and the attempted murder of deputies. Jury let him go on self-defense grounds on the claim <laughs> that on. he thought it was someone attacking his house. Um, so you know, the old black guy would get screwed under such circumstances. This guy didn't. He's uh, at least at least on the murder or attempted murder charges. He's walking free. He might face prison time because of felon in possession of a firearm. Yeah. But yeah. this on the same day, somewhat similar case. Black guy walks on self-defense defense. Let's talk more there. about people getting off for crimes. They clearly committed because they're black. You're the expert on this story. And I know you had 
I should say, if people want to learn more, direct them to your stream, too, with Actual Justice Warrior. Yeah, I just did a video on this with Actual Justice Warrior. It was like a week ago because Julius Jones was supposed to be executed um, on November 18th. Julius Jones in 1999 um, was trying to steal an SUV. He was a career criminal. He was with his friend and he um, followed this guy, Paul Howell. And his sister and his two children, they were leaving an ice cream store to their home uh, to steal their Suburban. And when he got out of the car, well, he actually blew Paul Howell's brains out. And then the kids were ushered into the house while Julius Jones shot at them. Um, His red bandana covered in his DNA was found around the murder weapon. And Kim Kardashian and a bunch of other people are saying because uh, they've misconstrued the eyewitness testimony of Paul Howell's sister. Um, and they think that his accomplice actually, uh, framed him. They were able to get his, uh, death penalty case commuted to life without parole, which you think sounds good, but he will, in four years, he will have already served life because it's 25 years in Oklahoma. He had, he is making, uh, like tennis shoes and he's, he's, uh, got a book deal. He's making all sorts of money in his commissary because all of these celebrities got behind him. He clearly did it. And I bet even though he got his life without parole that he's going to be out of jail. So this is a really sad day for the Howell family. I have not followed this case closely. Just so I understand he had the guy he murdered to steal the car. Mm-hmm. And I reckon, well, it's not disputed that he murdered, even the state wouldn't dispute that. And so he murdered him. Right. They're still yeah. sticking with that. Yeah. He had no relationship to that guy or did he know him? No, he just wanted to steal a suburban. He was just a just guy. S- standard black dude stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's standard, but, but, but all right. <laughs> this is just so ridiculous. They they want to talk about how like the black people, their their lives are so much harder. We'll we'll stop committing crimes. If you're Julius Jones, you you can uh, basically get out of jail after murdering somebody and attempted murder on a couple of kids because you're black. But it's so hard to be black in this country. Well, and it's it, outrageous. If you want to talk about the racial counterfactuals, if he's white, does Kim Kardashian ever care? No, she doesn't give a shit. He's dead now. If he's white, yeah, straight up. Yeah. So um, maybe faster. And the parole board is is staffed with Black Lives Matter activists. In Oklahoma, that's really surprising. Yeah, it is really hmm. surprising. Yeah. Well, oh, so, th- so this was a this was a board's decision or the governor's decision. The board suggested that they commute ah. that the governor commute the sentence to life with parole. Gotcha. And he was like, "No, life without parole." But it was because of celebrity pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Viola 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 Davis. She made a documentary about this, and it got all sorts of people on board. The Change.org petition had seven million signatures. And the Innocence Project took it. And I'm sure that's because everyone thoroughly researched the case. And it's not because Kim Kardashian told them to go sign it. They found the murder weapon wrapped in a (laughs) bandana covered in his DNA. And they're like, oh, his friend framed him because a couple of snitches came through. Uh, His family came through and they were like, he was eating a big cookie. What's their explanation for the weapon and the DNA? Someone took it? His friend framed him. Oh, okay. That his accomplice framed him. Gotcha. Multiple okay. eyewitnesses put him in the stolen car after the murder. All racist. Also. Every single one of them. It's fucking cr- <laughs> Whatever. Fine. The Ahmad Arbery case is nearly concluded. And uh, you'll recall this is the actual jogger case. 
this <laughs> is the case um, where it's almost Amato, over already. God. Yeah, the closing arguments are set for tomorrow. Both the so defense and prosecution have rested just... their cases. Uh, the defense rested on Thursday or Friday, late into the week. I forget, but uh, the, their cases are rested. They're moving into um, jury instruction and jury deliberation and closing arguments this week. And recall, this is the case of Ahmad Arbery, who was suspected of committing crimes in this Satilla Shores, Georgia neighborhood. And father uh, Gregory and son Travis McMichael pursued Arbery with neighbor and friend uh, Roddy Bryan following and recording. And when confronted, Arbery got physical with Travis McMichael and grabbed McMichael's gun and McMichael shot him dead. There are some more factors in there, but that's the quick version of what happened. The three men face uh, a range of charges, including false imprisonment, uh, malice murder, felony murder and more. And Travis McMichael actually took the stand in his own defense uh, when the, the the defense made its case uh, early this week. He was, as far as I am aware, he was the only of the three men to testify. And the, the three men are making the defense that this was a, a case of self-defense and that they were making a citizen's arrest of Ahmad Arbery, who they believed was committing crimes throughout the neighborhood. Ahmad Arbery is on camera uh, walking through construction sites and various other activity that people consider to be suspicious or not. We debated this earlier in the year, but uh, as far as how this is going to play out, you know, I'm not a lawyer in Georgia, but mm -hmm. following the case, not as closely as Rittenhouse, but, but you know, a, a little more casually, it seems to me like the McMichaels, uh, well, and Roddy Bryan potentially, but specifically the McMichaels are going to have a really tough uh, case yeah. to make here in their defense. They're, they're claiming, listen, we were making a lawful citizen's arrest. And when we were doing that, Ahmad Arbery attacked me physically. He tried to grab my gun. I had no choice, but to shoot him. It was a self-defense instance that, that is the perspective of, of the McMichaels, but state law that was on the books at the time. It's since been revised in light of this case. It, it read quote, a private person may arrest an offender. If the offense is committed in his presence, or within his immediate knowledge. Well, what does that mean? So or you within witnessed his immediate knowledge. I, as far as I understand, you witness a crime, you saw it happen, or someone is reporting a crime to you. Hey, this guy just stole all my shit. You have something that's not just suspicion or hearsay. Well, isn't that hearsay? If well, it's someone who witnessed the crime telling you. You know, it's not. It's not necessarily hearsay if that person witnessed it. Okay. But. Um, but in this case, the, the McMichaels don't have that. They did not witness him commit a crime in that instance. They suspected him of other crimes, which, frankly, I, I fully believe he probably did. I think his behavior in that neighborhood is very suspicious. I think for Ahmaud sure. Arbery yeah. is probably stealing things, probably committing crimes. But for the McMichaels, from a legal perspective, they have to witness it or have immediate knowledge of it. By their own description, they did not. They had suspicion that that's what he was doing. And they said he was hauling ass, jogging past the house like he had just. And they weren't alerted by a third party? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Uh, but don't quote me on that. I might be incorrect on that. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just that they saw, as far as I understand, it's just that they saw Ahmad Arbery hauling ass past their house, running real fast, like he had just scored some sweet loot. And they track him down and they're saying, we were trying to detain him. For the police to come arrest him. That's their claim. But without being able to say we saw him commit a crime or we had immediate knowledge of the crime he had just committed, I, I don't see how they um, how they demonstrate uh, a, a self-defense case here. Because, of course, if you don't have the right to pursue and detain this person, you're committing false imprisonment. You're committing yeah. a crime against him. And even if he grabs your gun, 
you know, maybe he shouldn't do that. But from a legal perspective, you're the one attacking him at that point. So I don't see this ending well for the McMichaels or potentially Roddy Bryan either. Um, But we might get an answer from the jury as soon as uh, I mean, that could be very quick. They're, They're expected to deliberate starting tomorrow afternoon, Monday afternoon. Who knows? We could have an answer as soon as tomorrow night, maybe into Tuesday. Depends. But I this one's really tough for me to see the the McMichaels being acquitted. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, everyone's wondering, is all of this just a big distraction from the is there a definitive pronunciation of her name? Galane, Gislane, whatever you My want to call it. My husband likes her. to say Gislane Maxwell. Okay, let's go with the Gislane. Gislane yeah. Maxwell. I don't know. Who knows? Um, she's pleaded not guilty to six counts of sex trafficking and other crimes, and jury selection is underway. Now that's a jury that that I'd like to be on. Um <laughs> and opening statements are scheduled for November 29th. I'm sure people have heard, but she's staying in that that awful, famously awful jail, the Metropolitan Detention Center. And um, her isn't that lawyers, where Epstein didn't kill himself? Yes, okay. it is. Uh, they do have terrible problems there. They have vermin infestation, and then they are uh, they're they are having like rolling power outages. So <laughs> prisoners are constantly being kept in cold cells with no power and no heat. <laughs> It's really bad. Wow. Anyway, so she's not handling it very well. Her attorneys have been all over it. Um, the conditions are supposedly substandard. And she said that raw sewage is has seeped into her cell and that the guards are depriving her of water and shining flashlights um, at her at night. I, I believe all of these things. And she's in solitary confinement, too. So, um, yeah, they cited these in three of her four bail requests, all which were obviously denied so we'll we'll see what happens and on the 29th i guess we're gonna we're gonna hear some opening and just in case you're thinking you can watch this as attentively as you may have watched rittenhouse or other trials uh no cameras in federal courtrooms so you get a shitty sketch of what happens but that's about it and also why you couldn't really uh, watch the january 6th trials either and um maybe there are a lot of shenanigans being uh concealed by that prohibition on cameras you wonder hey what the hell happened uh, in the courtroom with QAnon shaman man ladies and gentlemen we got him we brought the terrorist to justice do you feel safer he won't be terrorizing our streets for years to come nearly four years in prison and this yeah um, is it on top of what he's already served or does he get credit uh, I think it's on top. I don't think he. I don't think he's getting time served. And this has taken ten. It's a ten month prosecution effort. Oh my god! So uh, forty one months, I think three yeah. three and a half years. Um, and then I just had to read this. What the judge said, who was a Reagan appointed judge, but he said what you did was terrible. You made yourself the epitome of the riot. You didn't slug anybody, but what you did here was actually obstruct the functioning of the whole government. It's a serious crime. And then he went on to talk about how he became. Um, the uh the the focal point of the entire movement and embodied the entire movement it's like do you think that he knew that that was going to happen it happened well, subsequently it, like what's the deal here that that quote from the judge is right up on admitting listen you're the most recognizable guy that day so we're making an example of you if you just wore a flannel shirt or some normal clothes yeah. do you think they would get him on? it's because of what he symbolizes and i can't tell you how many Hot takes on Twitter I saw. I feel like I'm living in another world because I'm sitting here wondering, did I miss a crime that he committed? 
Did he go no, in there and attack no, a police officer? Did it he was obstruction and it, live chat's telling me he did get credit for time served. So that's okay, so, at least good. But still, that's a long time and he's going to get treated badly in prison as well. We're talking um, about glorified trespassing. And I'm not yeah, saying I no. get it. Crimes are crimes. But my God, what <laughs> we're acting like this guy went in and kicked people's asses or stole a bunch of broke a bunch of shit. He walked around. And All it's because, because he became a symbol of the Capitol riots. Yes. That's really what they're punishing. And the judges said as much. He's he's basically saying that you're the mo- we, we got to make a, a show of you. Yeah. So that we can uh, we can say that we really cracked down on these insurrectionists. And I loved uh, they're constantly pumping out hits over at the Babylon Bee. You don't need me to tell you that. But I thought their coverage here was was worth note. Uh, headline Buffalo guy wishing he had just burned down a car dealership in Kenosha <laughs> instead. Quote Buffalo man. Uh, Chansley, dude, I don't know what I was thinking. I wish I had just looted a Nike store or beaten a Trump supporter within an inch of his life or burned down an entire city block for social justice. (laughs) Kamala Harris would have bailed me out and a Democrat DA would have dropped all the charges. I was so stupid. Did he, uh, do you know if he had any kind of prior criminal record or is this his first? Yeah, Uh, this is insane. And I, I I feel like I'm living in another world because I look at this and think these are such small scale crimes and we're locking him up for years you go on twitter and all the blue check takes or all the lefty takes are like not enough 40 years get this man it's it's, sim- it's symbolism it's what he represents i don't like him politically these are the same people who talk about the abuses of uh, an incarceration happy state and I the know, abuses of the prison industrial complex all of a sudden they're they're bloodthirsty to lock up their political opponents for no other reason than the symbol that they represent but we're all safer with Julius Jones in future walking the streets. Yeah, he'll be locked up forever. Meanwhile, Jump Kick Man and the rest yeah. of them, Joseph Rosenbaum, are out on the streets wreaking havoc, as Mark Richards would say. And we're supposed to believe we're safer, which we won't be. This is why I can't wait to get to Demolition Man. A lot of these themes are oh, in there. Yeah. I want to talk about it. And we do have a, a good chunk of... Um, more to go, so I'll try to pick up the pace. Oh, the only other thing I wanted to say about the Capitol riot... <laughs> uh, uh, ABC News John Carl has an upcoming book and in March he interviewed Trump for it apparently and he asked Trump about reports that on January 6th Trump called Mike Pence um, to say listen Mike you can either be a patriot or a pussy John (laughs) Carl asked him did you really say that and Trump said I would not dispute that report (laughs) it had been reported back in January by the New York Times that Trump even pressured Pence on the morning of January 6th with a crude phone call. When I interviewed Trump for betrayal, I asked him about that. There was a report, excuse my language, not not mine, it was in the report, uh, that you talked to him uh, that morning and you said you could be a patriot or you can be a... Did you, did you really say that or is that or is that a incorrect... Uh... Uh, I wouldn't dispute it. Really? I wouldn't dispute it. Is that a little redemption of Trump for you? Uh, you know. uh, yeah. Hang on. Politics He's aside. Been good for the laws. And truth, I, I don't believe that the vice president has the unilateral authority to reject the certification of the vote. I don't believe that. That said, yeah. um, I will always appreciate a little Trumpy uh, comic relief. And that's really all I take that as. Uh, speaking of, you know, we're so worried about uh, the fascism that Trump represents. There's your real face of face of fascism. If you can see it behind the mask, it's Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States. And you'll recall just a few weeks ago, there was a letter from the National School Board Association 
sent to Biden asking for the FBI to help intervene with these terrorist parents who are saying mean things at school board meetings. And Merrick Garland responded with a letter pledging to investigate, pledging to deploy the FBI to investigate these threats of violence. And then there were congressional hearings and Garland insisted, no, we're not investigating parents for political or perspective reasons. It's just threats of violence, even though the federal role in local threats like that is totally unclear. People make threats all the time. It's not an FBI uh, case whenever someone makes a threat and they're not making threats the, the claims in the letter was were like a guy came and I, I went through them all half of them were people not wearing masks it was just like the, the school board meeting had to be shut down because uh, these trespassers refused to wear masks that's the sort of terrorism that we're talking about good grief but specifically Merrick Garland had denied in an October 21st hearing before a House committee that uh, that the FBI was deploying any sort of counterterrorism tactics or tools to investigate parents. But this week, Congressman Jim Jordan says a whistleblower within the FBI sent him email correspondence, which he has released, that demonstrates the FBI was applying, quote, um, a, a threat tag within their systems to investigations of threats, quote unquote, threats against school board members and other school personnel. The reason that matters. So they're looking at when they get reports of a parent, a rowdy parent at the school board meeting, they're applying these threat tags. The reason that matters is because the threat tag is a tool created by and used by the counterterrorism division of the FBI, meaning Mm. the FBI agents whose job it is to prevent and thwart terrorism If not the personnel, the tools are being used in this setting. So Merrick Garland has denied any and all counterterrorism investigations, uh, investigations or tactics or tools. But it's just semantics. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, you'll be shocked to learn that the DOJ and the FBI are uh, weaponizing the various tools at their disposal for political objectives and lying to you while they do it. Another shocking revelation, but you always like to have the receipts. You like to keep track of these things for reference later. Another thing I wanted to mention, a couple pieces of news as far as coronavirus and lockdowns and the consequences of these supposed life-saving measures that we've been taking throughout the last year and a half. Previously, we knew that that 2020 was an especially deadly year. Deaths overall in 2020 were about 16% higher than 2019. And we have uh, data that was released early in, earlier in the year that shows an increase, 70% of that increase, according to preliminary CDC data, as reported by the Journal of uh, the American Medical Association, 70% of that increase is attributed to corona. But there's still a huge, and you know, that, that to the point of your skeptical furrowed brow, that counts all the ladder deaths and the hammer deaths and the car crashes, yeah. But... Um, But that's still a lot of deaths, 30% of that increase, that's not explained by coronavirus. These are things like heart disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, and more, including accidental injuries, which include drug overdoses. These account for tens of thousands of additional deaths in 2020 that have nothing to do with coronavirus. And indeed, the Journal of the American Medical Association, this is in March, had said, we believe that these excess deaths are the result of, number one, people not seeking certain medical treatments because they're afraid to go to the doctor because they're Corona propagandized. And number two, the fact that it, a lot of these services were just shut down. Even if you wanted to seek them, you couldn't get them. But what about outright refusal of care? That too. Yeah. Wow. Just care availability or willingness to seek care is a huge factor here. Well, I know that's old news. I'm just looping it into the, the latest news because that drug overdose problem, that accidental death problem that we already knew about last spring, that is a massive Massive problem, according to numbers just coming out. So 
for uh, according to federal researchers this week, um, uh, Americans have died of drug overdoses in record numbers this year. And really, that means a 12 month period that ended in April. So we're talking April 2020 to April 2021. Drug overdoses in that year killed more than 100,000 people in this oh country. And that's up 30% from the year prior. This is the first time that that annual number has exceeded 100,000. The year prior, it was 78,000. So again, tens of thousands of deaths of despair. Right. And so they can't differ deaths of despair. They can't differentiate some of these between uh, suicides and drug overdoses, right? I don't know how they did in the prior data. They say unintentional injuries counts drug overdoses, but suicides are a separate category. How, how do you, you differentiate yeah. the intent versus the accident? I don't know. Maybe if there's a note or something, if it's obvious, but there's got to be a lot of gray area. There are tons of people, though, that are like, I'm just going to do three times the amount of heroin that I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah. And for perspective, this number, this 100,000 drug overdose death number, it's larger than car crashes and gun fatalities combined. And gun fatalities <sighs> include suicides by gun. Also, overdose deaths have doubled since 2015. So this is not just a case of, well, the population's growing and so are overdose deaths. No, no, this is skyrocketing. This is a massive, massive increase. And so in response, federal officials are trying to expand the availability of anti-overdose drugs because, of course, that's the way we're going to get out of this. That's the problem, yeah. (laughs) We have a drug problem. Get the better drugs in there and uh, take care of this. And we're never going to look inward and think, what are the social policies we've pursued? How have we radically changed our society that is putting people in a frame of mind or with too much free time or whatever condition it is that lends itself to injecting or smoking or however consuming the drugs that are taking people's lives. We're never yeah, going to consider. It can possibly be that we remove people's social safety nets and isolated them in their homes pointlessly. There's nothing to do with it. And and all of the despair and hopelessness and purposelessness that goes along with that. If we just give them another injection or another pill of another sort, surely that will correct all of this. And shockingly, I'm sure there's money to be made in that too. Yeah. I wonder uh, what the status of residential treatment facilities is right now. Because yeah. they, they, they are like dormitory style. Yeah. If you're curious about the specific drugs, uh, the overdose increase was largely driven by the George Floyd special fentanyl. And other synthetic opioids. Overdoses on meth, cocaine, and prescription pain meds also increased during that same 12-month period. So, great job, everyone. We're all saving lives. We're all in this together. And, um, oh, this was, I'm actually a story ahead. I'm just a story too far on the screen here. But this is, this is the other piece of that puzzle. Okay, we're not saving people. In terms of the drug overdoses, we're actually costing a lot of lives. Drug overdoses, uh, typical chronic conditions like heart disease or diabetes, all of those things got worse. Are we at least saving people from Rona? Uh, No, no, we're not. The death toll from Rona, to the extent that you believe those numbers, has exceeded in 2021 has now exceeded 2020. So last year's number was 385,000 and change. And as I mentioned, that includes all those ladder falls and hammerings and oddities that go along with that number. But we've now eclipsed that. And as a reminder, Joe Biden said more than a year ago when he was running for president, if I'm granted the presidency, I will end this virus. Well, he's now presided over more Corona deaths than his Mm. predecessor. That's interesting. I mean, I I assume they're cooking the books, but why wouldn't they um, have the the structure and ability to walk that back after a vaccination rollout? Why wouldn't they just be like, people aren't dying anymore of this? I I don't know. I mean, I guess they can't hide it. I, I don't know. Um, 
Well, and, then we have to assume that these are actually coronavirus deaths. Maybe they just instituted this way of recording coronavirus deaths and, and then they were too atomized, like all the hospitals and everything, and they weren't well, able I, to. I, I don't know that it's, it's, I don't know that even if you didn't change the methodology, remember the methodology was largely if you have Corona and you die, it's a Corona death. Yeah. Now, when you're vaccinated to the extent that the vaccines, be careful, Susan, don't do much for transmission, even though they clearly save your life. Well, they clearly <laughs> stop severe illness, but it, Again, you, you might be vaccinated and you might get a very mild case of corona and you might be very old or otherwise compromised. And you happen to die. It would still count as a corona death. Gosh. So there's a lot of a lot of variables in play there. But uh, just to dig into the data a little bit more, corona obviously wasn't widespread in the U.S. in 2020, really until March of 2020. So these numbers are, are actually more close to even because we had nine to 10 months in 2020 and we're about nine to 10 months deep in 2021. But should they even be close to even? Um, because what's the biggest differentiator in between those two years? This year, vaccines have been available for pretty much the entire year for yeah. everybody, or at least the majority of society. So I looked earlier today, sixty. the number is 60% of, uh, of the population fully vaccinated in this country. How is it possible that we... We have 60% fully vaccinated, and yet it has had no impact on deaths. You scroll down in this Wall Street Journal report, and they say, The spread of the highly contagious Delta variant and low vaccination rates in some communities were important factors. First of all, Delta was less deadly than the original virus. So and that doesn't make any after, sense. after uh, vaccinations. Yeah, and... Even if you had imperfect vaccination, lower rates than you were expecting, how is it that vaccination had no effect in the grand total of deaths in the end? Right. Wouldn't it should it have something. The number of deaths. Yeah. Even if it was 10, 20 percent. Oh, we didn't get as many people vaccinated as we hoped. But here's still a chunk knocked off. None knocked off. In fact, by the end of the year, it's going to be worse. Even Why would though anybody most bother people, now? Uh, there's some splaining that needs to be done here, but I won't hold my breath for that. And the story acknowledges uh, within this Wall Street Journal story, COVID-19 has proven to be an enduring threat, even in some of the most vaccinated places, many of which are confronting outbreaks again now as the world prepares to live with and manage the disease for the long term. Well, Listen that's the to case, yourself. What the hell are we doing? Why are we holding? God, dude. But that's all I have to say on that. There's uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of mystery to unravel about what exactly is going on here. And um uh, that's probably the, the specifics of that are probably YouTube not allowed. Is there but, any mystery? We see what's happening. Well, I'm way behind time, so I got to get through hoax hate. You ready? Yep. All right. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. In Gainesville, Florida, a woman with a uh, self-described very diverse multiracial family says she and her family were uh, dining at Waffle House on November 7th when employees threatened her, saying they needed nooses and that one employee said that he had two nooses in his car ready to go. So we're at Waffle House in Gainesville. I've won 29. Look at my family. It's very diverse. So I'm about to show you a waitress that decided to ask for a noose. 
in front of me and my daughter. And then when I asked to speak to the manager, the manager who said that he has two nooses in his car. So I'm pretty daggone sure this is probably the racist place I've ever been. Now they're trying to hide. Ma'am, can I get my um, ticket to go because Miss Thing over there needs a noose and we the only black people in here. And your manager said he got two nooses in his car. So we're getting the hell up out of here. What? She's like barely black. She just like Rachel Dahl is all shade of black. One of her kids looked kind of black. The other one looked like a white lesbian. And then she had some like mystery meat baby. What? How did that family happy happen? Uh, it's, uh, I can explain. So the mom here, her name is Angelica Tabor Fells. She's biracial. That's the description of the story. She's half she black, a, half white. She has a white mother and a black father. Okay. She has a six-month-old adopted son. Oh, I, God. there's no racial description. I think it. The baby looks that kid's white. White, I guess. A 15-year-old stepdaughter who looks black. Black. And then a 53-year-old sister who looks white. Who is this in family? Shouldn't shouldn't exist. I, <laughs> well, I don't know what to say here. I I just love the phrasing. This is the racist place I've ever been. You mean yeah. the racistist? This is the racistest racist? place. I've ever been. How far are they from the Oregon coast? From, from <laughs> really a, from far. An this is Gainesville, cliff? Florida. They're like oh, as far away far. as it gets. How many cliffs are in Gainesville? I don't know if there's lesbianism involved here, though. Wait, that sister wasn't a dyke? I don't know. You have to go it back. Pretty to dykey. Oh, I just. But uh... according, okay, so the Gainesville Police Department is investigating. According to the mom's attorney. The specific story is this. After receiving their food, a waitress loudly told a male employee, quote, I need a noose. And then looked at the family. The male employee replied that he had two nooses in his car. The male employee is also the manager of the store, which they learned when they confronted him. Based on the lawyer representation in this statement, it sounds like she's considering some sort of lawsuit. She says, uh, quote, or this is through the lawyer, I guess. My family and I have been deeply emotionally affected by the hateful words of the Waffle House employees in Gainesville. Oh, this is Gainesville, Georgia. My Georgia. Mistake. I thought it was Florida, but similar part of the country. Gainesville, Georgia. She said, uh, we are seeking to hold Waffle House and the individual employees accountable for this behavior. I'm currently processing what exactly justice means in this situation and how we as a society can genuinely change hearts for racial equality. She did By, not write this. The lawyer must have done it. Yeah. Uh, by her own story, the employees weren't even talking to her. She simply wrongly heard an employee conversation trying to cash in. That's what's going on. No, she's straight up lying. It's Lies. made up the whole thing, you think? Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> I have. Hey, I just served. As far as I understand, they're saying they served them the meal and then decided they were going to get them with the nooses after the fact. Kind of a bizarre sequence of events. <sighs> Lastly, yesterday was Transgender Remembrance Day. It's the day when we remember all those trans Transgender lives. prostitutes that were <laughs> murdered for not revealing that they had a penis before. Uh, mostly that and mostly in Puerto Rico. At least in years yeah. past, but not this year. We remember the ongoing genocide against these mostly Puerto Rican trans prostitutes. <laughs> but... uh. For me, it's the annual reminder that this entire narrative is one big piece of hoax, uh, hoax hate because there is no special risk of trans people being murdered. Uh, according to this year's report from the Humans, Human Rights Campaign, 47 trans people were lost to violence, which is a record in prior years. I think it was something closer to 25. Uh, this is throughout the U.S. and U.S. territories. 
um, which is crucial, as I mentioned, because it's been disproportionately in Puerto Rico in years past. But I looked, there was only one in Puerto Rico in this year's report. So the rest well, of the country, the, the government there doesn't record them as as actual murder. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe that's it. Although they're making the argument that we don't do a good job tracking the data. I'll get to that. What are we calling trans? Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you do the math. There's uh, the generally accepted number is 1.4 million adults identifying as transgender in this country. They're saying 47 people were killed. Let's assume they're all adults. Maybe there were some minors in there, but let's assume they're all adults. That would uh, come out. You do the calculation. That's 3.4 trans people killed per 100,000 trans population. You look up the U.S. population or the U.S. Uh, murder rate per capita overall, 7.8 homicides for every 100,000. In other words, if you're trans, you're less than half as much at risk of being murdered as you are if you're just a normal person. You're, in other words, you're twice as safe. You could put it that way, too. But but they're getting advanced with the narrative because I scrolled mm. through this MSNBC piece. Well, a common anti-trans refrain includes a makeshift calculation. Oh, it's us who are. Yeah, it's makeshift. <laughs> you, you guys are very scrupulous with your data, but we're makeshift. It's a makeshift calculation that takes the number of murdered trans people and divides that number by estimates of the size of the U.S. trans population to infer that statistically trans people are actually safer than the general population. Well, here's the problem. The argument falls apart when you consider that most trans victims of violence are not initially reported to tra- uh, as trans in police reports, <laughs> with many departments instead using language like, quote, a man in women's clothes in news releases. This adds an extra layer of verification on the part of local news organizations when confronting the identities of trans murder victims. In other words, you guys are doing makeshift calculations. When we do the not makeshift thing of literally making up the data, the narrative yeah. is obviously true. It's true. Yeah. You guys so in your like numbers. it's like this Loudoun County hoax. I, I knew that we should have refused to call this kid trans the whole time. Uh, yeah, he was opportunistically, quote unquote, trans. Yeah. 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 So, you know, uh, the narrative defeated when they... I, I, I do understand crimes go underreported in any number of contexts. Even, even if there was underreporting of trans murders, keep in mind, they're half the rate of the murders of the general population. So it'd have to be double to be even the normal amount of murder to be an, a, an exceptionally large amount, a genocidal amount, as they often say, you have to be three, four, five times as much as, as is app, uh, as is actually happening. I understand crime reporting is not always perfect, but murders, how many, how many, I guess they would yeah. say the murders are happening. They're not properly categorized as trans. Now, if they removed prostitutes, I bet, I bet it would be like two people. It's not uh, they're barely outside a statistically sufficient sample size to even. And talk there's about no evidence this. that it's that it's because they're trans anyway. Uh, no, they address that in this report, too. Another anti-trans argument points out that we can never know if a murder victim was actually killed because they were trans or for some other reason. This is true, at least in part, but misses the full picture. We know trans people are much more likely to live in poverty than the general population. Trans people are chronically unemployed or underemployed due to discrimination. Is and that poverty why? Is Maybe a they just made poor life choices or have mental health issues. Of risk to violence. So there's always an explanation. But even that doesn't really prove the point. It's like, yeah, I mean, to your point, do we know that their situation is, is also because they're trans? Discrimination. Yeah, you know, the only acceptable conclusion. I reject this. Okay, well, let's talk about 
the movie. It's that time of night. So let's get into it. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 1993 action thriller Demolition Man, in which Sylvester Stallone plays a reckless cop tracking Wesley Snipes as a crazy criminal, both of whom are cryogenically frozen into the future, (laughs) and they resume their fight in a safety-obsessed, sanitized dystopia. From the movie picker Whiskey Noodle, this is a movie people always seem to point to as being somewhat prophetic. I don't think I need to explain too much. The movie kind of speaks for itself as to how it's relevant to the current climate. It's also just a fun action movie about a cop with a penchant for destroying buildings going after a psycho, a psycho who loves being the bad guy. As always, your review and your rating. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, show all my cards at, at once, but I, I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was such a hmm. fun movie. Um, and I thought it was so clever to show the other side of dystopia. You know, we watched Terminator and Total Recall and, and these, these dystopias that are based on humanity descending into our baser instincts of, of greed and hedonism and degeneracy. And this was a diff, this was a woman's dystopia, you know, where everybody, um, everybody wants this feeling of safety and security. And it's made them so risk averse that they've actually created their own hell where they are robbed of, of human experiences. And I've never thought about, uh, about a post-apocalyptic kind of world in that way. I mean, there was the underworld where, um, where it was kind of that total recall, uh, dystopia, but I thought that was, that was really clever. And there was some great stuff uh, with gender dynamics here. I thought it was so Hmm. funny that Sylvester Stallone's character had this rugged masculinity and, and all the chicks were talking about how he was in a Neanderthal and, 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 and all this stuff. And then, um, they clearly wanted to to bang him and that scene where he has virtual sex with with uh, Sandra Bullock (laughs) was so funny because she's like she she points out that 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 his rugged masculinity has is you know enticed her (laughs) yeah it's like she says something so calculated like there is a known connection between violent behavior and female arousal or something like that yeah Uh, I thought that was just fantastic um and i also like that he knocked her out before the final fight scene because he didn't want her to be dead weight and i was like right on that was I, great yeah i guess and or to in, keep her safe regardless. in fairness to my review i probably should have considered that because that's well i won't get into it but carry on until you're finished um and other stuff uh regarding gender relations and and social hierarchy i thought that associate bob although he was kind of a minor character I thought that was a he was an important character because he was the kind of person that um, he was obsequious, but he was also like a fat faggot. And (laughs) and the second things went south, he was like, how can I uh, employ myself in this new regime? He like immediately switched teams. And that's the kind of person that this society creates uh, when, when you're totally risk averse. It's like people like him that will kiss ass they will never tell you the truth um and and i thought that that was just although he was kind of a minor in character i thought that that was that was really important Mm. but i don't know i just love this it was a fun movie i had a great time watching it uh i thought it was really applicable to modern times uh four out of five for me four out of five all right uh we uh, 
almost identical thoughts about associate Bob. So I will yeah. have not much to add to that because he, he is just a warning of what will become of men. If you follow this path, I thought his yeah. character was really important too. What but, did you say um, about him in the review? Well, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll kind of go in the order of my review here and, and I will get to that. Um, but, uh, in general, uh, I, I, the movie was a little bit slow to start. I appreciate like an action packed, start i did like that i like fast starts but the best of it didn't happen until john spartan got to the future and that took a little bit longer than i would have liked maybe that's fair it's it's not like it was awful okay so i guess what i'm saying is i started with kind of a raised eyebrow at this movie and by the end i was totally won over i I really enjoyed it by the end and i thought everything about it was more prophetic than it was absurd. You, I, I was on my phone the whole time taking notes of all the parallels to what's yeah. going on now. Dr. Cocteau, the, the guy who is designing the, the utopia future, that guy's Dr. Fauci. And then you have your <laughs> underworld, <laughs> yeah. the, the underworld unvaccinated who are obstacles to his utopia. Why didn't this occur and, to me? Of course. And they even both uh, Phoenix says, you, you remind me of an evil Mr. Rogers. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So does Dr. Fauci. So does they, Fauci. They're both yeah. like that. Uh, and, um, and, and yeah, and everybody's just encouraged to, they're brainwashed to the point that they view normal human biology as dangerous or something to be avoided. Like you were talking about with the sex scene, the bodily fluids, some some parallels (laughs) I noticed, um, the guy promising and constructing utopia is working with criminals to construct it. You have Dr. Cocteau, uh, building Simon Phoenix into a super criminal under the premise of what eliminating quote unquote crime from the world right. going after the underworld people. So the people who tell you they're building utopia where you don't have to worry about anything are working with not only working with enhancing the yeah. worst scum of society. You can uh, see a lot of parallels to your typical big city Democrat mayor. If you ask me <laughs> the authority generally, and I thought it was fascinating that the, these, these authorities have near universal control of your life. But it's really only because everybody accepts that they do and more yeah. or less consents to it. It's only when John and others start calling them on it and, and basically saying, make me, that the authorities realize they don't have the power to make anybody do anything because yeah. they've decided that violence is beneath them morally. So they really can't. Yeah. Uh, the, as far as Associate Bob, everything you said is is right on with my perception of this, that this is just a pathetic, weak, obese jackass who has, he's not guided by any sort of moral principle. His yeah, only guiding yeah. principle is whoever dominates me, I serve. Yep. And exactly. what happens, this is what happens to men who serve men. They don't serve a higher moral framework or any sort of overarching philosophy or structure. It's just whatever man is stronger than you and tells you what to do. That's what you do. Well, you better hope that you have a good man running your life or else. Exactly. Yeah. And he does it multiple times. The second that Phoenix kills Dr. Cocteau, he surrenders to Phoenix. Oh, I have various services. And then Phoenix gets killed or frozen or whatever happens to him. And he goes to the underworld man. Um, mm-hmm. Friendly, Edgar Friendly. Oh, uh, let me uh, tell you what I can do for you. It's just perpetual surrender. It's just one surrender after the other. And, you know, uh, I, whatever your creed, your philosophy, your worldview, you, your principles, you got to stay committed to that or else you become associate Bob just exactly, wandering aimlessly yeah. at other people's mercy. That's interesting because I thought about not putting that in my review because I was like, he's such a small. No, he character. was. I'm glad I we thought it was important. Saw the same thing because I thought he was just as important. Uh, guns are archaic devices. I love that when John Spartan <laughs> yeah. has him at gun. Is there something specific you intend to do with that archaic device? And then, of course, in the end, he's killed by uh, a gun when okay, he's yeah. shot by Phoenix's henchman, and that just goes to show 
when you go down this path of thinking that violence is always wrong, violence is morally neutral. It has just implementations as we've seen in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse and it has unjust implementations. You have to understand, you have to understand violence as a tool that has its proper applications. And those are limited, Susan. Let me be very clear. My point is when you reject violence in all of its forms, you almost assuredly ensure that you will be a victim of it one day because odds are pretty good. It's going to come for you at some point. The goal is not to promote or push or use violence recklessly. The goal is to understand violence and be capable of it if it comes for you. And these people in this movie are not. And so violence overtakes them. And that's what I loved at the end. There was no replacement for raw masculinity. All the engineering, all the philosophizing, all the sanitizing, all the utopian design of a future where none of these realities of the world exist. And the end of the day, it just took two brute force men to come in and kick everyone's asses. And there was nothing they could do about it. It can't, it can't yeah. be replaced. And I thought it was interesting that um, being governed by a, a criminal that was masculine, at least to me, seemed like a superior world than living in this sterile like sexless lack of humanity yeah. world. Like I'd rather, I'd rather live in a world governed by criminals, like straight well, up criminals who, than that. Who is the criminal? I love that about Dr. Cocteau's character, like uh, yeah. Dr. Fauci. He has this dismissive attitude toward everyone else. Oh, these are uh, underworlders who use violence. Dude, nobody manipulates or abuses anybody more than that guy does. Yeah, but he exactly. puts himself on this elevated moral plane, even though he's the worst of them all. Uh, the other positive thing I can say, the movie is funny. The Sandra Bullock bit about repeating lines from the past that she doesn't really understand. Yeah. I <laughs> he like really that, yeah. matched his, his meat and you, you really licked his ass and those kind of lines. They were funny. The three seashells bit was funny. She was so was cute funny. too. Um, the, the, the seashells bit was funny. And then I liked the, the oldies station that was just t- jingles. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I did think some of the acting was a little bit stiff. And in the case of Sandra Bullock and some of the other characters, I get that because they're trying to portray bland personality free characters of the future who are too safe to even have anything entertaining about them. So I get that. But I did think some of the acting was a little bit overdone. Like, I was not a big fan of Wesley Snipes in this movie. I thought it was kind of his character was really turned up to 11. And I get he was supposed yeah. to be a psycho, but I just wanted like he's like half the time he's cackling and talking to himself and all this weird shit. It was some leftover 80s machismo. This is early yeah. 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't I like some of the acting uh, had some subpar moments, but that wasn't that bad. And I mentioned that Sandra Bullock kicking someone's ass. I don't every time a chick kicks a guy's ass in hand to hand combat, I'm going to bring it up. But in this context, it made it made even less sense because that police force, Rob Schneider, the police guy, had said just an hour prior, well, we're, we're not trained for this sort of violence in this police force. So Sandra Bullock goes from not only female cop but untrained female cop to kicking a guy's ass and shooting him dead. Yeah. And I understand that later she was put out and he finished the combat himself. uh, Spartan did, but I, I just, I'll call that out every time I see it. It made even less sense in this context. Still. Yeah. It was a solid movie uh, overall, strongly enjoyed, would recommend, highly enjoyable. It gets a uh, a four out of five from me. And I could be nice. talked into a five, but it's a four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. As far as the uh, audience rating, early vote is a solid number for five wiki. Actually, people view this as a... Perfect nice. five wiki rating um, behind. It's it's almost universally fives and fours. Very few 
low ratings on this movie. So yeah, it had a enjoyed. cult appeal, I think. Starship Troopers up next week. And I yes! know people are big fans of the, I take it you've seen it before. I've seen it several times. Yeah, I have not seen it, but that's where the um, I did my part meme comes from. Is it not? Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I do know that. So anytime I get I wonder a new cultural reference, what you're going to think about this. Hmm. Plus, uh, as a thank you to um, November's movie nominator, uh, Whiskey Noodle. We have a new refreshed set of movies nominated for December from Full Semi 1776. <laughs> full, I assume reference to Full Semi-Automatic, the CNN classic. Uh, th- this looks like a good list, though. A lot of movies that I want to see. V for Vendetta. Uh, mm-hmm. Leon the Professional or Leon Leon, Leon the, the Professional, professional yeah. yeah. Uh, Dirty Harry, Apocalypto, The Patriot, Heat, Interstellar, and Gladiator. And of course, you that can reject is a the list. Great list. And vote for uh, a random top-rated movie as well. But I, I think these will perform pretty well. Let's see what people are. People are the early vote is in favor of V for Vendetta. So get in there if you. Uh, although Dirty Harry and The Patriot uh, are getting a good amount of early votes as well. So get in there and vote if you'd like to see any of those movies or you hate them all and you want to vote for Wildcard instead. Uh, and of course, as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews or comment how wrong I am or submit your own rating or vote for the next movie uh, or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do that is my weekly movie review column. It's linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. That'll do it. I'm really glad to hear that you enjoyed that movie, though, because I, oh, it won I me over it. by the end. And I, I was worried that I don't know why I was worried that you wouldn't like it. But because uh, I've I've hated the last several movies. Yeah. What was it before Fight Club? Uh, I've already forgotten. I can go back. I can't even remember. It doesn't <laughs> so matter go, that much. Let me go back. I, I think and, I'm uh, like three on a row in a row of just of hating. Oh, sh- uh, Hacksaw Ridge, but I thought you liked Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, I did like Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, okay, but then there was mind. the good, the bad and the ugly. Dogma is the one that you hated. And short and circuit Jesse was James. short circuit short was short. Circuit. Yeah. Jesse James was a while ago though. That was like a couple months ago. I've hated a lot. A couple months ago. Seriously. My concept of time is garbage, but I, I've hated a lot of movies recently since we started this bit. So it's nice to really, really like something. Um, okay, cool. Let's do some super chats. I'm ready to go on tippy stream. If you need a minute. Would you do me a favor and look up while I'm reading these? Would you look up the death toll on the parade? The last I looked on, uh, on yeah. New York Times, it said um, 28 injured, but they didn't say how many fatalities. Okay, yeah, Bill Biz, did you see Babylon B's prediction that Kyle Rittenhouse and Nick Salmon will agree to share custody of Sienna? And that was delicious. Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> that would be um, great. Canadian 33, first time supporter, long time listener. Shout out to my sister Carmen for getting me into your show. We'll tune in live as soon as I get my kids to bed. Any ideas how to unliberalize my husband? Oh, what? That's rough. Well, shout out to Carmen. Thank you for sending a, a new viewer this way. How to unliberalize? That's a question for you. I, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, do you want to get like emotionally manipulative? <laughs> of course, you're a woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> You should be like, you know, I, I find you really attractive, but I, I think I would just be more attracted to you if you were just a little bit more masculine. Like if you, if you shot guns or hmm. like hunted, or if you had a beard or if you weren't such a pussy, don't <laughs> say that, that last part, the other stuff though, that's really mean. Godspeed. Well, he should be, he should be thankful, man. And it's not, a, it's, I can't imagine, um, Wife trying to red pill husband is a common arrangement. I'm sure it happens, but. It's been the other way around. 
Yeah. I bought um, By the way, uh, latest reporting from CNN, CBS, a couple other sources still say, quote unquote, some fatalities. So That's numbers unclear helpful. on. We're dealing with dozens of injuries and more than zero deaths. What do you That's think? A, black or Muslim? Black or Muslim? Black or Muslim? That's not mutually exclusive. Could be both. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's a. Yeah, maybe. I don't um, know. I bought. PN. I, well, Thank you, I, sir. I will speculate. It's uh, there, because there were gunshots. I'm going to say it's like some kind of gang shooting gone awry where there was someone drove away from something that that's going to be my speculation. But I read that he was targeting individuals. Oh, like he shot into the crowd. No, with the car. Oh, OK. So it wasn't an escape thing. It wasn't like a, I'm trying to get the hell out of here. I hit people. Although if you hit, you know, that's a big 20, 20 injuries. That's probably more than an escape, but maybe not. Depends how packed the streets were, I guess. I'm still going gang violence. That's my, that's my prediction. Oh, Somali. That would cover all the bases. Ah, there you go. Mm. We'll see. Uh, Nicholas H. Are you guys uh, showing up on CP time tonight? I'm sorry. That was my bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) Are we still at the super chats from before we started the show? Oh my Uh, gosh. Mistakes were made. (laughs) (laughs) by me daniel davis rosenbaum not on a roof but a fiddler nonetheless i see what you did there i actually don't know that reference but i can guess it's some chomo related thing uh did you say shlomo related thing oh no oh no i said chomo (laughs) but (laughs) oh (laughs) liz p praise the lord and pass the ammunition by the way to the if kyle was black felon andrew coffee was acquitted on murder charges for firing at cops using self-defense on the same day as kyle loved the show we did cover it yeah you get all your news from beauty and the beta is almost what i said um tom bat that was once the name of the production it it was yeah um (laughs) tom batra Grosscroats got to experience Schrodinger's bicep. He was armed and unarmed at the same time. Indeed. Well played. Robert's Pickle Nickel. Well, looks like your stream's going to be mainly about Waukesha. Is that how you say it? Waukesha. Waukesha? It's outside of Milwaukee? Uh, Southern Wisconsin somewhere. My Wisconsin geography is not top tier. I'm furious. Yes, I, I'm sorry that we're not more up to date. I, I really hate it when things happen during the show because within five hours after we post the show, we look like retards. Uh, well, and there's just said, not so. a lot of uh, conclu- there's not a lot of specific information. It's it's Western Milwaukee, Milwaukee suburbs. Not a lot of specific information available right now other than drove through crowd, car badly damaged, lots of people injured, deaths. Waukesha. Yep. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, pissed off the live chat. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Logan Orr, we, uh, the jury found Kyle guilty of not finishing what he started. The judge had mercy, though, on account of high ammo prices. Ah, well, very considerate. Yeah. 1983 Bantam. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had to pay hundreds of thousands for defense, millions for bail, and suffered trauma for months despite all on video. And no DA will be held accountable. This is not an example of the system work. That's yeah. definitely true. Yeah. I'm just taking solace in that it, it, I'm happy that it's not worse for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of malice in play. It's not as simple as just, oh, high profile case that was kind of could have gone either way and the DA lost it. Oh, man. Uh, no, this was a malicious prosecution. And yep. it, there should be mechanisms for accountability for that. Um, You can't stop the scout. Matt and I once made love. I tried to get him to finish, but he was late. These are all still super chats from before we went we went live. Jeez, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> all right. Eddie Quezada, Matt Thank Blonde, you. any advice before my wife and I have our first baby? Is there something you would do differently 
having gone through it once already, um, I would just try to worry less because the stuff that goes wrong is never what you expect anyway. So just don't worry about it at all. Calm is key. And as my, my son is getting a little bit rougher in his uh, behavior, you know, he's still in, uh, he's a newborn slash infant. So it's not like he can really even misbehave in general. But what I mean is like, he's more, he's getting screamier. He's getting angrier and it's getting, there are times where he's been inconsolable for me. And I noticed that, uh, as soon as I get frustrated, like if my energy becomes not positive, not soothing, like if yeah. I get frustrated, it, it, it worse. worsens the situation. So anxiety in general, just, you know, lots of people do this very successfully and they're very, very dumb and they're not capable. Yeah. So that's reassuring. Don't, that don't worry about anything until the situation demands it. You just yeah. you be there. You be present. You treat it seriously. You prepare wisely, but you, you the one thing I would tell myself is um, I, I used to think that this was, it is a big deal. I'm not trying to downplay it, but I used to think that this was so much more of a big deal than it is. You can do this with any number of resource limitations. You can do this with any number of ability limitations. Just got to have the right attitude and um, a good level of patience for a screaming baby, which I'm working on. <laughs> That's true. That's tough. Yeah. Um, Jacko, I spent the week in Vegas on my first vacay in 18 months. Only about a third of everyone was masked and none of the casino security gave a shit. Uh, Vegas is representative of the pop. So take that for what you will. The population. I'm retarded. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. I, that is one of the reasons I love Coeur d'Alene. It's like COVID never happened here. Mm. Um, J Val. We need more Nicks and Kyles and fewer QAnon shamans. Enough of these apologies. Fight and give no quarter. I mean, they gave him 41 months for being a douche. That's really what happened. here. Pretty much. Yeah. Do it's I like, think that QAnon shaman should be the face of a political party or a political movement? No, I mean, no. It, it lacked, it lacked clear purpose. It lacked clear philosophy. It was just a, it was a show. Yeah. But do we punish shows with years and years in prison? Ridiculous. Nope. Andrew Pollock, um, I told my wife we should have a grandma Glock made for my mom to celebrate her becoming a grandma this upcoming January. It will basically be a 19, but rose gold wow. with diamonds in the sides for the dots. That's awesome. That would be you awesome. Should you should do uh, it. I hope you do that. I hope I hope she would enjoy that gift. And if you if you do, I'd love to see a picture. That sounds yeah, really cool. Yeah, please send us, send us. Oh, no, I lost my place. Uh, send uh, er- us your Eric J Glock. is up next. He says, guns are bad for you, hence it is illegal. Uh, is that a, um, that's all. Om- Almost a direct quote from Demolition Man. Anything that's bad for you has been deemed harmful and therefore harmful, illegal. Right. Yeah. Um, White Rat says SUV drives through Christmas parade in <sighs> Waukesha. There Did you I go. do it? Yeah. Over 20 injured and some fatalities, 11 adults, 12 pediatric victims transported to a hospital. That number has been upped since this since this super chat two there you hours go. ago. Yeah. So lots of lots of children. <sighs> lots that's, of children. That's a damn shame, man. I wonder if he was targeting children. Um, Bradley says, oh, I'm going to skip that one. Thank you, sir. Alex Brown. Brandon, after his colonoscopy this week, my butt's been piped. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. We never got into that controversy on this stream. If he, in fact, said my butt's been wiped. That was uh, like one of those Laurel versus Yanny. You hear yeah. it or you don't kind of controversies. Did he Did he poop his pants? Rob Dalton. Kyle's acquittal brought tears to my eyes. Mine, too. It was really joyous. I didn't actually cry, but I can I can admit that 
leading up to the verdict, you know, my heart was kind of racing a little bit. I was in an elevated yeah. tension level because I don't know. I just, uh, I, I honestly felt like my country was at stake in large yeah. part. I know it's kind of, I don't want to sound like it's a too hyperbolic, but I, if that went it's the not. wrong, it was for very me, important. If he was convicted on any sort of recklessness or, or any sort of homicide charge, it just tells me that, that, when and indeed the state even argued when the mob comes for you everyone takes a beating sometimes that's what that mm-hmm. fat fuck kraus yeah. actually said everyone takes a beating sometimes so when the mob comes for me what am, i'm supposed to get on my knees and say today's my day for the beating i hope they yeah, don't I'm kill ready. me yeah please i'd like to keep both my eyes you know to leave those alone no i don't want i it's it was so telling to me because i'm thinking i saw michael malice tweet uh something to this effect too I don't consent to living in a country where everyone has a social obligation to take a beating sometimes. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm out. Not doing that. Yeah. I mean, I don't consent to a lot of things about this country. What are we supposed to do? We have no recourse. So this was, it, it felt nice to like, to just win one. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> um, it's been a rough, it rough been, year. It's been a rough year, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ionicentity. I'm sorry if I said that incorrectly. So full of gratitude this week. We had our first boy last week after a rocky start with pregnancy. He's happy and healthy and so beautiful. You guys got me through 2020 and a roller coaster of 2021. Glad to be live tonight. Thank you so much. Congratulations. That's such great news. Congrats to your family. Yeah. Happy to hear it. All the best to you. Damien McHugh. I can't wait for the Rittenhouse biopic. Uh, it can be the movie review of the week. Yeah, really. If it comes out, I will watch. Yeah. I guess Tucker's doing some kind of documentary. It's not just an interview, but it's a whole documentary that's been in the world. They've been following him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Herbert Loper. I had my work boots on. I prepared for my nightly jog through construction, and you finally showed up. 20% off your merch. Code jogger time. (laughs) That will not work, but you guys can try. Yeah. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Was Biden's colonoscopy for him, or did his puppeteer need to find a lost ring or wristwatch? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Is Knuckle Hunky Buck the funny one? Uh, Yeah, he's had some. He's had some big hits. (laughs) (laughs) Mandrake. Uh, There shall forever be an asterisk next to the first female president of the USA. That must have been embarrassed for embarrassing for her. That was a good one too. Asterisk. Asterisk. Uh, No, she probably takes a lot of pride in it. You know. I thought you were going to say, uh, ne- is no. it, is it better or more shameful than her traditional mechanism of uh, achieving political power, which of course has been, yeah. well, you know what she does is this giving up her ass or Biden <laughs> giving up his ass for political power. What's worse. Finally, someone, someone else's ass has put me in power <laughs> for months. I'm so tired. She really uh, earned it. She yeah. did. Evan Bishong, I don't know about you, but I will be very skeptical of anyone that is suddenly pro Rittenhouse after being silent about it before the verdict. You know who looks bad now? Hmm. Black Rifle Coffee. Coffee. Those Have they said anything? They no. Had, let me head on over to their Twitter account. Let's see what they got. There was something weird they posted the other day. Uh, okay, this is accurate. Let me put this up on the screen. These people can suck um, my balls. I can't really share it to you right now, but I can share it to the stream. So if you go to their tweet or their Twitter feed, their pinned tweet from just a few days ago, the day before the Rittenhouse verdict, Semper Fabulous, welcome to the military uniform fabulous fashion show where we, well, do what we always do, parade around and make ridiculous videos. I gather that this is a joke, but, uh, you know, sort of a weird look. It's heavily ratioed. 461 likes on the tweet to 5,000 replies. Everyone cool. asking, Whoa. hey, what about Kyle? 
Yeah. Not a lot of answers. Egg on their face. They had an opportunity to take a stand and they bitched out. So, yeah. Uh, Fataku, Kamala Harris, second most important hole in the White House. (laughs) Wait, wait. What's the first most important hole or hole? It must be Joe Biden's butthole, right? Oh, that that's the more important hole. Gotcha. Uh, P. Daniel Todd, don't forget about the upcoming self-defense shooting trial of Army Sergeant Daniel Perry. He shot the anti right. pointed an AK at him in Austin. Is everything happening right now? Uh, yeah, I haven't followed that closely since there was alleged fuckery by the uh, DA when he was presenting um, evidence to the grand jury. I remember doing a video on that. So I will have to, uh, Jen Psaki, circle back to that one as well. Irish Nat. Biden clearly went in for a head dislodgement surgery. Sadly, it seemed they just shoved it even further up there. No harm done, though, as Dems do so much love the smell of their own flatulence. Yeah. It's true. Um, Biden's ask rack. Yeah. What kind of cheese was Rosenbaum's favorite? Considering the evidence, I'd say Swiss. Who pooped my pants? What happened? Come on, man. Stop talking about my butthole. Let's go, Brandon. I say a lot of things. Let's go, Brandon. Bree, as a victim of a censored at age 10, watching him censored in the street would be my happy day. If the news was real, um, they would find those kids or their families and interview them. The Rosenbaum victims? Yeah. You'll never hear anything about that, though. Yeah, I know. I know. Nobody cares. Uh, The Sanity Revolt. Rakita has overlooked the papers or looked over the papers that the jury turned in. Jojo was the verdict. Jojo was the verdict reached on Friday. Gage was reached on Thursday and the others were reached on Wednesday. So that were... seems, wow. I'm, I'm surprised by that. I hadn't seen that information yet. Okay. So maybe they just wanted to take their time to allocate a certain amount of time. Could be. That makes and sense. May, and maybe they, I suppose I shouldn't read too much into the order. For all I know, the Joseph Rosenbaum one took five seconds. And so, yeah, that's true. But I guess what surprises me is that I would think that you would go to Joseph Rosenbaum first, not only because that was the first count listed, if I recall, but because the prosecution's theory is that that was the that Kyle attacked or Kyle provoked that attack. Yeah. And so if you sort out Rosenbaum, the rest of them kind of fall. If you right. determine that Rosenbaum was self-defense. That's true. Yeah. It's a weird order to consider them, but whatever. I mean, they got it right, I guess. Kyle Wells Rosenbaum wanted a rosy bum, but he got bullet doused by Rittenhouse. Huber nearly beat Kyle into a stupor, but died second best with a hole in his chest. Gage was slow on the draw, and now he's a southpaw. <laughs> I hope he's been practicing his aim uh, with his gun that, you know, he's not allowed to. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've seen conflicting reports on him being a felon or not, but he certainly didn't have his concealed carry uh, permit at the time. I don't know if the sheriff has issued one to him yet. But uh, speaking of rhymes like this, there's a great ballad of Kyle Rittenhouse out there on YouTube. I forget who actually made it. But if you Google the ballad of Kyle Rittenhouse, it's a man with a banjo retelling the whole story. And that uh, sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, wholesome country style, you, you <laughs> call it. It's worth listening to. Poor Kyle. Maybe that'll be the only thing in the historical log about this. Um, yeah. AK-47, your face. Breaking news. A trio of basketball Americans ran over a bunch of white people, including children in a town about an hour away from Kenosha. Maybe Kyle shouldn't be for BLM. Is that true? Is he confirmed black? I don't know. I haven't seen that information yet, but it could be. Knuckle hunky buck. Other than a plastic bag, he didn't throw anything at you, correct? Binger dinger. Other than his rifle, Kyle didn't shoot anything at him either. <laughs> yeah. Robin what D. A, Banks. I, I'll never forget the line. He only used one foot. One foot. Uh, thank you. 
He says it so confidently I as know. though it matters. Like he prepared in front of the mirror or something. Yeah. Um, Robin DeBanks, salt stock has gone off a cliff post Kyle verdict. It's so low. They're giving it away for free. Imagine being glant Tifa right now. My sides <laughs> plot twist. What if Jojo is a reference to the gay anime Jojo, Jojo's bizarre adventure and Rosenbaum got, um, what is this? I don't know. I don't know what that one is. I don't know the... Isakai'd into that series. Ah. Wonder what his stand will be. Is this a reference I should know? Yeah, I don't know the reference either, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Um, Boogeyman917. I will remember you thanks to the earworm. That is one that will... Thanks, Sarah McLaughlin. I know. And I, I loved making those bits during the campaign season. <laughs> I thought... I thought that actually what prompted me to do it was the unironic, uh, not cartoons, but like drawing memorials of <laughs> Anthony Huber and Joseph yeah. Rosenbaum. Yeah. And we were talking, my wife and I like, they're actually memorializing these people. I thought, mm-hmm. I forgot. I got to do the, we're yeah. never going to hear from these people again. I got to do the memorial bit. Yeah, totally. I, God, I miss doing I that love bit. that St. George Floyd meme too. It was <laughs> so good. Did you, you didn't, didn't make that. Did you? No, I didn't plan to put it in there, but I was actually looking at a post of the, painting of huber and rosenbaum and someone replied to it with that and i thought that's it that's going in there (laughs) there's jesus floyd welcoming the comrades into the kingdom (laughs) so funny um mr blank your message was deleted so let us know if you want us to shoot that back to you um chaos learland says sargon's politics of demolition man is definitely up there among my favorite videos of his Hmm. now can enjoy it too since you've seen the movie oh i didn't know that that's grace yeah, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll give that a listen. I'd like to hear his thoughts on it. Long Don John, rest in piss, Joe Rosenbaum. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Ain't that the truth? Mitch Clark, um, LTL annual merch buyer, first donation. Longtime listener. Uh, finally done with Army after six years and don't thank me yet because I haven't done anything. Going nuclear engineering to advanced tech. Is there better platform to give more boob bucks to you? <laughs> I don't know. I probably what, what's our better platform at this point? uh you can always email me if you want a breakdown of the rules and the the fees that apply to each uh, specific one um in general if you want to avoid susan just head on over to the website and a lot of the stuff's broken down there but i will thank you for uh doing what you're doing and i appreciate your support for the show as well if you'd like to avoid susan entirely but still super chat the way to do that right now is on uh, tippy stream but if you'd just like yep. to support the show in generally in general there are all sorts of options so thank you for that esoterica unbound based on one video of huber's death it looks like he shot himself he pulled the rifle away from kyle's body with the muzzle pointed toward his own abdomen if kyle's finger was on the trigger guard oh well i don't, oh, I don't know interesting about that. like as in he shot himself by pulling the barrel toward him which depressed the trigger because of kyle's finger oh i see okay that's interesting it's possible i guess Robin D. Banks, MSNBC, missed some footage. Blonde celebrating the verdict by doing donuts in the parking lot while drinking a 40, listening to Moon Man raps and randomly firing a 38 out of the window of her pickup. <laughs> How'd you know? How'd you know? That might it be a little me. reckless. Yeah. But maybe once in a while, it's not that bad. <laughs> Keeney, now we got a multiracial blackness from male Joy Reid. We'll wait for the accusations of transracial hate crime now fuck's sake there are conspiracy theories circula- uh, circulating that kyle rittenhouse is in fact transgender or he's a female i've seen what? the breakdowns whatever that's a deep yeah. cut um 
Wicked RCL. Hey guys, I'm in a wheelchair and I have a T3, T4 injury chest down. I'd like to answer the Jacob Blake question for you. <laughs> yes, his rape and days are over. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Why hear of I'm your laughing? knowledge, but thank you for the clarification and thank you for supporting the show. But you could still forcibly finger bang somebody if you wanted to. Wicked. <laughs> yeah, keep it. Keep your chin. Up. Keep your keep your chin up, man. Keep the hope oh my alive. God. You can rape again one day. Uh, <laughs> slasher state lines equals horse pace equals NPC programming. Yeah, it's uh, the latest line. It doesn't matter. PSA: Jacob Blake is alive. Maybe not alive and kicking, but most definitely alive. Hey, we we can't say stuff like that because wicked. We got to respect wicked. Although he sounds like he's got a good sense of humor. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Vilter Drecky, sad little man by five times August, made it to number 13 on iTunes top 100 for a singer songwriter. Have a listen. It is the best taking a two minute jab at Dr. Fauci. Really? Uh, I'm glad to hear all these. Let's go. Brandon songs and anti Fauci. songs. they're all top in the charts. That's good. Yeah. To hear. Uh, Pharisee Rakita showed the verdict forms on his stream. Apparently the verdicts were signed for jump kick man. Huber on Wednesday, Gage on Thursday and Rosenbaum and McKinnis okay. were the last one signed on Friday. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't seen that, but uh, I am a little bit surprised. Uh, but of course, you know, that's to the point earlier. That could just be that what they want you to think. There's yeah. no reason they can't yeah. sign those papers to give you that impression, too. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Huber's girlfriend gave Kyler a number before leaving the courtroom. Swing for the fences, King. Rumor has it. <laughs> She's available. Um, Mark D. Taylor about Waukesha. Uh, person of interest is in custody. Um, Herm Christmas parade, uh, and a few Afghan refugees have gone missing from Fort McCoy. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. That would be the appropriate uh, piece of this timeline, wouldn't it? It's uh, the un gun unvetted thing. Afghan refugees. Yeah, that's that's a wild the, card. The gun I thing. That's not a Muslim's jam, typically. Well, I don't know. There have been a lot of Muslim the guns shares. they got from the the abandoned stashes that the u.s military left behind that's what they are lol yeah oh man wouldn't we just come full circle president mctama best one i've heard kyle deserves prison he knows first aid and yet he sat in a court uh, a court in court for three weeks and let the prosecution <laughs> choke <laughs> yeah clearly binger he's a liar when he says he's an emt yeah gavin mckinnis binger arguably violated ethical rules and could be sanctioned or disbarred Failure to disclose exculpatory evidence is a huge violation in the video jump kick man um, ID issue suggests that happened. I, yeah, he I grave so. prosecutorial violations and misconduct. He does deserve to be mis disbarred, but it's never going to happen. The jump kick man scandal is a massive uh, yeah. scandal. And I talked about it last video. It's going to get kind of forgotten because it happened really just before the verdict came out. But yeah, there's every reason to believe he knew who jump kick man was the whole time and withheld yeah. that information Incredible. from the defense because he knew what that'd be yet another criminal who attacked Kyle and the defense surely would call that guy to the stand. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Centurion 84 stating he supports black lives matter along with the obvious that he's not, that it's not about race. I suspect is about upcoming Rittenhouse defamation case uh, for defamation against people saying he's a white supremacist. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to I wait and see, see tomorrow. Sean Garvey. Is it just me or is a 27 year old riding a skateboard a little weird? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I when my younger days, I would skateboard, but uh, that lasted until about like 21 or 22 for me. And then the ankles kind of give out. K 
Kal-El says, Kyle says, on November 19th was also International Men's Day, so it was appropriate to see Kyle acquitted on the same day. That is ah. great. AK-47, your face. Notice how you guys forgot about the Charlottesville trial again, where no one is allowed to have any kind of recording whatsoever. First Amendment is under attack in that trial. Well, I mean, we're uh, listen, man, I got so much time in the stream, but I, of course, appreciate your update that you gave us. And if you have more information uh, about what's going on, feel feel uh, encouraged to send it my way. I would. We didn't uh, forget. I'm, we just we just had so much to talk about. I mean, even with I'm, our late start, I think we're still over. A little I'm bit. interested to see what happens there. So please do keep me informed. Appreciate it. Preston says things I'm thankful for 2A and self-defense, right? The just verdict and this fantastic show that gives me something to look forward to at the end of my Sunday. Love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Pep still running your videos up to 12, 23, 18, one week later. Saw Ghostbusters tonight. Liked it. Trying to catch up on show. Wisconsin tragedy tonight was horrific. Wonder how long before mainstream media drops a story. It depends on the race of the perp. We'll see. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow morning. If it's a white guy, we'll be hearing about it for the next 20 years. Uh, Knuckle hunky buck. You such such a high bar that um, when your jokes aren't that good, it's it's very disappointing. Denny's is a pretty race. IHOP is racer, but Waffle House is the race. <laughs> it makes me want to go to Waffle House. Hold on, hold on. Waffle House is the racist. It's the racistist. Nickel dime driver's been ID'd. Jeremy from the quartering has been tweeting the details. It's Sam Hyde, isn't it? That's been confirmed. It yes, it's ah. Sam Hyde, Sam Hyde in blackface. Let me let me go look. I can go. I can go have a, a look okay. on Twitter I'll and see reading. what's going on. Kyle PD Matt seriously watch Tack on Titan season one is on Netflix. It has relevant themes and is interesting to watch a second time around. Both criteria you say you like. It's just great. Please watch at least three episodes, only twenty minutes. A hundred dollars if you do. Uh hold on. I, I'm grabbing some details here, but $100. <laughs> if you watch Attack on Titan season one. I, I, can't, I can't set this precedent of, uh, <laughs> of payment to view material. But that um, could go very wrong. But I do appreciate uh, the suggestion and I appreciate the support for the show. Thank you. Um, if you're um, curious. And again, this is not independently verified by me. Black. The, the quartering is tweeting out. I guess what are rap videos of the alleged mass murderer? I can't play for you, but should I play a little of this rap video? Okay. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, it's muted. This a little nigga fucking on my babysitter. Put some prices on the nigga. You know they gonna come and get you. You see how the models did him. Now he look like Tyson hit him. Okay, I only heard like two N-words, so... I don't want to listen to this rap song. But yeah, okay. he he's saying there's a, a suspect. At least one. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, oh crap. I lost my place. Where's my where's my bar? Where'd it go? I'm so boomer tech. Oh, I owe uh, I I Kyle, I owe uh, a oh, burn. I am too. not gonna be niggardly. Thank you. Um okay. Who was the last person? Kyle. Uh, Luke Gibson quote from Apocalypse now make a friend of horror or it will be your enemy to be feared Ugh. Uh, yeah yeah that's a that's a good way of putting it that's a good callback too 
Esoteric Unbound. This movie was supposed to be prophetic. Really? A future where all restaurants are Taco Bell? That didn't age well. Clearly in the actual future, all restaurants are Chick-fil-A. That's a fair point. But, you know, we got the broad concepts right. Maybe yeah. maybe a few of the details are off. Brandon Lesko. How to unliberalize your husband. <laughs> Step one, divorce him. Step two, marry an actual man. <laughs> Ooh. Brandon. <laughs> Sorry. Please. Be kind. Hey, Denigan. Everyone needs to drink the Rittenhouse, a chaser, followed by three shots. <laughs> uh, that's a great term there is in fact some rittenhouse bourbon out there and i was gifted really? some by a, a friendly listener of the show and that's i have great. yet to drink it i gotta crack open the rittenhouse crack it open tonight it's been yeah. it's been a stressful week you should do that um minnesota or mn sisu sisu have um you guys seen any of the i did this joe biden stickers on gas pumps pointing to the prices i've seen a few near where i live yes i've seen some in coraline yeah the Sanity Revolt uh, suspect in custody, Daryl E. Brooks, released two days ago on $1,000 bail. Check Poso Twitter. Uh, Jack Posobiec, I assume. Oh, is that how you spell his name? Uh, is it P-O-S-O? P-O-S-O-B-I-E-C, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fenniel says, has anyone been downloading and uploading Matt's Wednesday shows? Please share a link that bastard unlist the video before YouTube <laughs> Has a chance to grab it blonde. You're still hot AF. Thank you, but do Thank not you. repost my material. No. Um, that said, you can listen back to the to the Wednesday call-in show. It does go to the audio platform. It, it just doesn't platform, stay up on the video yeah. platform. So it's available to be listened to. Um, okay. So you can uh, head on over to the website, slash com slash podcasts. You can find it there. We are um, good over it. here. We do have, um, I know we're a little bit long, but I do have a few more on Tippy Stream. Are you good to hang out for a minute? Or, yeah, uh, it was my fault we were late, so let's, let's do where it. Where did let's I do leave off? Oh, man. I lost my place. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, my gosh. Maybe not. Where? Did, okay. Yeah, here we go. Mike DeWine shit eating grin says now you have to get Nick Rakita on your show after this after his hundred thousand plus streams this week. Even after YouTube screwed with the search function, even if you don't, I love you both. Anyways, I'm still uh, much drunk from Friday free as fuck. Well, I was glad to see him crushing it. I'm glad to see the thirst for independent media. That was awesome. Yeah. So good for them uh, over on the stream. I, I, that, that was hugely encouraging. And I hope they're I, I hope they can continue all the success incompetent hand says my faith in humanity has been restored i feel like i'm back in america again i shouldn't have it shouldn't have come to this but we're vindicated the wild card vote was clearly fortified <laughs> hey any word on uh written house <laughs> yeah, yeah the <laughs> uh the suspicious numbers appear to have been corrected whether that's due to security measures or whether that's due to people behaving a little more honesty honestly i'll take it other way uh, yeah. But yeah that's good to see long don john says hey matt thanks for the sweets <laughs> What? <clears throat> Ooh. Thanks for the sweet, sweet sex we just had. Oh, man, that got I... my heart pumping faster than watching the Rittenhouse verdict. Sorry, I made the stream late. Just blame Blonde for it. No, uh, nobody will question that other than uh, or, or until our next truck stop meeting. I am not blaming Blonde for the lateness. Blonde has uh, no, volunteered responsibility. <laughs> Walsey says, will we ever learn how a convicted multiple child rapist like Rosenbaum uh, wasn't spending the rest of his life in prison? My wife was asking me that, and I don't know the exact history. Why wasn't he in prison? I'm not sure. What I mean, I assume there? he got bailed out. or I know he pl he pled guilty. And he, I know he was in a, a mental facility, so maybe that was part of... The deal the was he had he was institutionalized or something. 
Probably, yeah. Yiz the eunuch says, at least Rosenbaum died doing what he loved, violent, non-consensual penetration with a minor. All right, get the jokes in. How dare you dishonor JoJo and his memory. Phil says, if outdated farm equipment running over children at a Christmas parade doesn't enrage you, just go ahead and give all your resources. (sighs) So the first rap artist you see tomorrow <laughs> this uh it, it, phil as usual does not foresee peace and harmony in the future that's all i can say thank you phil knuckle hunky buck says i decided i'm not going to watch the super bowl but still talk about it and argue about the outcome uh make claims that he didn't have legal possession wasn't an eligible receiver or was uh, out of bounds when he crossed the goal line right it's the same idea i didn't watch the game but i have opinions about that specific uh flag that was thrown or that specific play that was called issue says celebrating things this weekend kyle's been found innocent uh ticked another year older today have a very happy holiday week and hope everyone can spend time with their family will you as well and happy thanksgiving and happy happy thanksgiving Canadian Egg says it was my birthday on Friday. Well, happy birthday to you as well. And that's uh, it's Kyle Day as well. Good for you. I have done nothing but watch that trial from the start. It was a great birthday yeah. gift from the universe, especially since I um, or especially since it's the type of defense law I want to do for my career. What a white pill for justice in the U.S. Well, when you become a maybe you're Canadian. So but if you're a U.S., if you're a licensed to practice, particularly in my state, um yeah hit me up when you get that law degree and and your uh certification appreciate it and good luck michu says happy birthday too michu says kamala harris is president for 83 minutes bitcoin is up and rittenhouse was found not guilty i think the competent female democrat president may be the best thing for america well i don't think it i don't think is the rittenhouse up? verdict was during her uh presidency though it was a little before her presidency was before the the verdict was Bitcoin's it not not up yeah, oh, crypto's uh, had a little bit of a slide the last week and change but that's okay phil says um subversives in red states always make sure to get into position and move the levels of power for their own benefit. so long as red staters would rather watch sports uh sports and grill this will be the case yeah no doubt i mean i, I don't want to dismiss the desire to watch sports and grill because that's the sort of free relaxed life to which we all should be entitled. But I take Mm. your point that if you don't pay attention to this stuff, somebody with an appetite for control assumes those seats. And once their butts are in those seats, exactly. They got the levers of control. So, you know, point taken. No guardy says my one wish is that the jurors in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial tell us what techniques they use to stop the white women on the jury who are holding out against acquittal. <laughs> Extremely useful information going forward. For oh, this is a Mike, us, yeah. it's a Michael Malice quote. Yeah. Oh, that, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's great. Fair. Left arm charm. It's been reported that the Binger's punishment for malicious prosecution occurred the night of the verdict. Binger teared up more than Kyle as he bit down hard on the pillow. His chocolate starfish will never truly recover from the pounding it received. Is that punishment or is that just a typical Binger weeknight? So glad I don't have to read that. Redicus said, Matt, watch Sargon's breakdown of Demolition Man. He did a good job of breaking down everything after that watch his breakdown of starship troopers well i'm certainly interested in what he had to say and just as a general rule and i'll say this too i try to watch all of these movies without any additional information that i have already so while i appreciate that everybody's enthusiastic about them i'm glad to know that people are want to see the movies that we're watching i 
I would request, please don't send me information about the movie beforehand. Until or if after you do, understand I'm probably not going to look at it until after I've watched the movie. Right. Because I just, you know, sometimes I know stuff about the movie, sometimes I don't. I just don't like the, I don't like other people influencing my opinion of it before yeah. I watch it. So yeah. it's not that I don't care what you think or that I don't think other people's analysis is worthwhile. Yeah, because I, I can be talked into thinking a movie's good. And sometimes I almost go the opposite. Like if I know that everyone loves it, I start thinking, ah, come on, this isn't that good. And I start yeah, convincing myself totally. that it sucks, which totally didn't happen with Total Recall. That movie just sucks. Oh, or I not Total Recall, uh, Blade Runner. Total Recall was great. Oh, Blade okay. Runner. I was like, you didn't like Total Recall? Okay. I, I did like Total Recall. You hated Confused Blade it with Blade Runner. Total trash. <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff Smith, thanks for uh, supporting the show. All right. Uh, I think we're all set. Cool. Let me reload yeah. and make sure. I think we're good over here too. We're good. Uh, C2K, thanks for supporting the show over on DLive. We are all set. That yeah, was, we're uh, good. That was a long show. And we're late into the evening, so we will get out of here. But man, thanks for um, hanging out with us tonight, guys. We appreciate it. And of course, uh, have a great holiday as well. It's... um. It's a great time to get a little piece of good news and just take... I'm so excited this week just to sit down with family and enjoy a meal for a minute and turn my brain off from all of this noise. So yeah. I hope everyone's able to do that. And thanks for um, thanks for making all the craziness a lot more fun. We appreciate it. If you'd like more to listen to while you're on your holiday break or whatever you may be doing, remember you can get more material over on the audio platforms. we got the replays of the call-in show. Um, Blonde's interviews are there. You can go check out Blonde's interview with uh, actual Justice Warrior on the Julius Jones case if you want to listen to that. Other than that, everything you need from the show is over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. We will be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.